This is a Project Humanoid production. Whammo. We're briefly talking NXT War Games, some ECW holiday shows, of course, it came from Philly, and some more on today's Cheesesteak Suplex. You are listening to Cheesesteak Suplex. I am the man of a thousand names, Jackson Wells. And with me, as always, is BP Burke. Yes, that's me, BP Burke. The Some call me the chief of podcasting. They do. Everybody calls you the chief. I'm we, at the head of the laptop. We were, we were at Walmart, mm-hmm. and they said, is that the chief? They did. I am very famous. I mean, local celebrity, local podcasting celebrity, BP Burke. And then that's because we were walking by the local chief of police. Oh, yeah, and that then, too. And then you thought they were talking to you. And you said, yes, I am the chief. And then they arrested you for impersonating a police officer. None of this happened, by the way. You can't hear it, but it's very, very windy outside. Yes, but we're broadcasting in the middle of a Category 4 hurricane, apparently. Yeah. As, uh, as, as, as it often happens in Pennsylvania in December, we are being battered with high winds as we speak. I don't understand it. It's, the world is going crazy, I think. It sure is. It's going to be a long December, but there's reason to believe mm-hmm. that maybe... Mr. Jones is around here? Yeah, in a, in a, in a big yellow taxi, is that what that was? I think I know three songs. Big Blue Taxi? What was it called? It was the one they covered. It was like a Joni Mitchell song. Yeah. Something in a parking lot. Pave Paradise and put in a parking lot. Right. I just knew the the phrase parking lot. Big Yellow Bus? I don't know. I don't remember. Big Yellow One is the sun. Yes. In a parking lot. Yeah. So, NXT War Games. Let's just get into it. (sighs) I Uh, mean, uh, there's so many things or so many times you could have said this. About NXT shows in the last three months or so. And you, you always hear, oh, it felt like a funeral. It felt like a funeral. It felt like a funeral. Well, I mean, at this point, you've had enough funerals. that The NXT that people actually liked is dead, long dead. But this was just like, you still had that one guy who was like NXT's Tommy Dreamer. And that's Johnny Gargano. And now he's, that, that was likely his swan song. He's probably going to do some kind of angle or something. We're spoiler. We're recording this before Tuesday's NXT show. After the the War Games, we are recording this on a Monday, mm-hmm. December sixth, and so we uh, this don't is know- my fault, by the way. Uh, so no, what we've what we've agreed on is that we would record Wednesdays because I was informed that I would be getting my kids on the weekend. To break down the fourth wall here, sometimes you know it's it's not like it's it's not like that. This is professional. We're going into a studio. We we have other you know other things outside of podcasting. I have uh, things like other podcasts, right? I have like seventeen podcasts, and and I have kids, which is like having podcasts. Yeah, I consider my podcast my kids. Um, I I agreed. That, it wasn't really me. Uh, my my ex was like, well, my, my daughter has fallen behind in some classes. And somehow, this it had nothing to do with me. 
but as as all you know like everything else it somehow becomes about me somehow it's my fault you know uh and it was like well i guess her coming over here on wednesdays is making her fall behind in school yeah i, I don't know like uh, gen- yeah generally we were doing the show cuz we we do this show and we do murder my dude and we do murder my dude on tuesdays and then it, on the weeks we don't do Murder My Dude, we usually do this show on Tuesdays, which this is a non-Murder My Dude week. Right. And then when on weeks we do do Murder My Dude, yeah, we, we'll usually do the show on a Wednesday or a Friday or whatever day is going to be most convenient for you. Yeah, and so so for a while it wasn't Wednesday, so we were doing it on Tuesdays. Uh, and plus you like to have Wednesdays open anyway for AEW. I, I like to watch AEW live because I'll, I'll like chat along with people that I that I like, like online that I know that watch AEW live. They don't might not necessarily really watch Raw or watch NXT. Right. So so that leaves and plus I was getting my kids on Wednesday, so it was it worked out perfectly. But then it it ended up being where and I don't know why this would have changed to to Wednesdays again, but it ended up being that, oh, you know what it was? This is how, yeah, right, because of the, I think you just explained it. I, I was kind of in my head for a second. The days that we, the weeks that we do murder my dude, right, we record on a Tuesday, and so Wednesday, right, you did explain that, right? Yeah, usually we would record this show on a Wednesday or a Friday. Right. On the week. Cheesesteak Suplex, we do it on a Wednesday if we're doing murder my dude on a Tuesday. One time we recorded them both on the same night. And yeah, and that, to me, it's not a problem. You like to have a, a maximum amount of talking time because you you talk at work. My gas tank runs out. Yeah. My gas tank runs out. On the I talking. don't know how to run out. I don't know how to run out of talking unless I re- if, if I don't want to talk, something's really bothering me. Something's really bad if I don't want to talk. Uh, so anyway, so it was like, OK, well, we'll record this show on Wednesdays. Or, you know, Wednesdays during the week that we're doing Murder My Dude. But somehow it just became Wednesdays. And it was like, I want Wednesdays easy uh, because I'm not going to have the kids now because my ex was like, well, I just want the kids to come over on the weekends. Because somehow them coming over had something. I don't know. Whatever. So, and it didn't, by the way. It literally had nothing to do with that. It was just like something to punish me somehow. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, But then... My ex told me that the kids are going to be coming over on Wednesday this week. So I was like, all right, whatever. And I was like, well, I'm not going to record on Wednesday then. So I'll record today. Right. Because I thought today was Tuesday. Nope. It's Monday. Well, I know that now. And you know what that means. (laughs) It's it's uh, as we speak, it's it's four minutes until. Uh. Raw, raw, yeah. I didn't, and we, yeah, and, and I didn't want to speak. It's that. like raw is uh, raw is a skippable show these days. Yeah, it's a very, very skippable show. It's not the worst. It might be no NXT is probably the worst. NXT is the worst, which is sad. Yeah, because just NXT few, used to be the best. Yeah, it was NXT was the best, and then AEW, and then depending Raw or SmackDown, depending on the, on the roster. Hmm. That's how I saw it. I don't really watch a lot of SmackDown. Like, it's hard for me to get into, like, oh, Friday is a wrestling day for some reason. Like, I don't even watch Rampage that much. 
Like Friday, yeah, that's just weird. Doesn't to, feel like a wrestling. That's game weird to me, to me that you that you don't watch Rampage. I should. I should watch it more. I should watch SmackDown. I think more. that that's probably why that it's. Uh, I think other people have the same that same mindset. Like I don't understand what. All right, so let's get into that. It's, why I think it's the weird time slot. It's like Friday at ten. But you have DVR. That's true. Yeah, and it's not like I'm doing anything. You're not. <laughs> you're literally not I'm doing not. anything. Like you're playing video games. Yeah. No, that's what you do. I mean, you play video games. There's nothing wrong with that in moderation. Uh, by moderation, I mean, you know, once every 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's... Yeah, like... Yeah, it's just a weird thing. Yeah, it is. It is weird. Um, SmackDown, I just don't watch because it's not good. I don't watch it like that. I'm like, yeah, if, I don't, if it's not good, I'm not going to watch it. But I do like to watch it sometimes because I don't want to... Complete. I don't want to be one of those guys because I hate these people that is like, I haven't watched wrestling in 10 years because wrestling today sucks. It does, but... WWE today sucks. But look, wrestling is good. WWE sucks. Right. It's like, it's not hip-hop. It's not hip-hop. Hip-hop today sucks. You might have one or two guys... Yeah, like Roman Reigns is awesome. Like, well, no, 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 no. He's not a rapper, though. No, I just I'm talking. I'm trying to use the rest of the WWE correlation, but no, well, WWE has a ton of talent. Well, just I'm, don't use them right. I'm going somewhere with this. Just okay. hear, hear me out. It's it's not the same because like hip hop is is kind of hip hop. It, it ebbs and flows, and it moves, and it's different, and it's it's like the 90, 80, Okay, eighties hip hop was one thing. Nineties hip hop was something else. If you were rapping. No matter who you were, like an like eighties style in the nineties, it was like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Then there no was one a, was here to say anything in the nineties. Then there was an. Uh, I'm sorry. What was that? It was a joke. No, I don't get it. Like, dude, the eighties would be like, and I'm here to say, oh, dude, yeah. I went completely over my fucking head. It sure let's, did. Let's do that again. Nobody was here to say anything in the nineties. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, seriously, it would have been funny had I've gotten it. Not your fault. My fault. Uh, didn't fight. Don't know why it, it, it went over my head like that. Uh, but, but the nineties was fucking far superior to the eighties. That's not, that's not, I mean, you, you may say like a, a particular guy for his time may have been, but you may be like, Oh, well, KRS one. That's exactly what I was going to say. Was, was great. Big daddy Kane was good. Okay. You know, um, fucking whoever, like like Eric Sermon, I don't know. There's there there are people that are that are were very good for their time, but then there's going to be people in the '90s. I think personally, would wrap fucking circles around some of these guys. Yeah, like Snow. He could he could rap so fast. He he did rap fast. Yeah, you don't. I didn't tell you this, but there was a few. Not maybe about a month or two ago. I'm going to start a rap cover band. Oh, no. And we're just going to rap really fast, and it's going to be called Snow Thugs in Harmony. <laughs> you okay over there? Yeah. yeah. You didn't tell me what. <laughs> so, you need a moment. <laughs> Snow Thugs in Harmony. Yeah. I might put that on a t-shirt. That could be a great t-shirt. That would be a fucking really good Photoshop with snow <laughs> and then the Bone Thugs people. Snow Thugs and Harmony is fucking funny. And that is going to be a t-shirt. Coming to ProjectHumanoid.com. Snow Thugs and Harmony. Right on. So a few months ago you were doing something. Listening to Snow. And Thugs and Harmony? <laughs> no. Or just Snow? Just Snow. No Thugs or Harmony, just Snow. Right. 
Well, there was harmony. Okay, but no thugs. There was no thugs. Uh, Or bones. Or just the singular bone. We're not against rap. We're not against rappers. No. But we are against those thugs. Yes. That's the beginning of thuggish, ruggish bone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, But but what I'm saying is is that rap changes, right? Mm -hmm. And then go into the 2000s. And then you go into today, it's just rap as a whole evolves. Mm-hmm. The sound of rap evolves. We still know that the 90s were the best. Now, somebody today, a kid today might be like, oh, that's corny. Do you hear Little Flim Flam? Little yeah. Flim Flam is, is the best. And it's like, all right, who's better? Big Daddy Kane or Little Flim Flam, and somebody's gonna be like, "Well, Flim Flam, of course." But Big Daddy Kane is bigger, right? He's big because he's little. big. N- yeah, not well. Notice they got smaller as time went on. Yeah, that's why I'm big. I'm big, spready. Yeah, there was Big Papa. Mm-hmm. You know, Big Daddy Kane, the Fat Boys. <laughs> they were big, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess it could have been called the Big Boys, but I didn't want to run into trouble with those restaurants. Bob. Yeah. Well, actually, there were different big boys. Like, around here was Bob's big boy, but there were different big boys across the country. Oh, really? Yeah. Was there, like, Trevor's big boys? I don't know if Trevor specifically, but there were big boy, different big boy chains across the country. But, yeah, the one I remember was Bob's big boy in Claymont, Delaware. Okay. That was, our like, by the Tri-State Mall. That was my go-to big boy. I think... I know you're, I know what you're talking. They all had that like that dude that looked like yeah. Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, it looked like Jimmy Neutron and were like checkered like overalls. Yeah, it was chubby. Like the, the ones Jimmy you would Neutron. catch pie in, pies in and double dare. They wore he wore those kind of overalls. Okay. And as you said, he had a, uh, like a white shirt that said big boy on the shirt and black. I leather. hated double dare. I I I I I loved game shows when I was a kid. I still do, but I, I loved game shows when I was a kid, so I was all about the double I, dare. I did not like double dare. And uh, I knew somebody that was on Finders Keepers. I knew somebody that was on double dare. Oh. Yeah. Unless she lied, which I wouldn't be too shocked about. No, I know for a fact that this person I'm talking about was on double dare. Uh, uh, well, I don't, I don't know. They're not double dare, Finders Keepers. So they used to film them both in Philly. Yeah. Oh, they did Finders Keepers in Philly? Yeah, they filmed it at uh, Channel 12 Studios. Yeah. Oh, did they do Legends of the Hidden? T- no, it was no at that point, they had already... Like, they moved Double Dare when they built a Nickelodeon studio yeah. in Orlando with, like, Universal. So, like, Guts and Legends of the Hidden Temple and Nick Arcade were all done there. As a matter of fact, Nick Arcade, where they filmed that, is where they are filming um, AEW Dark now. That sounds it's like... the same soundstage. That sounds like uh, he, he would have been, like, a gumshoe. Nick Arcade? Yeah. I'm Nick Arcade, and I'm here to crack the case. The yeah. ugly mugs. That'd be like a cool like video game. Nick Arcade? Yeah. That would be good. The Gumshoe Arcade game. It would be. There's a new trend toward like detective and mystery video games, and I'm all for that. Uh, the, one, the one thing that it's a, it's, a, it's a PC game. I've dabbled in it, but it's a little hard for me for mm. some reason. There's a game called Disco Elysium where you play this, uh, this cop who is on such a drunken bender that he has amnesia, and then you have to, like, crack this case and figure out who you are at the same time. Okay. Yeah, so that that game is, like, a super big hit, and it's inspiring other people to do similar games. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that type of shit, because I like, I like 
detectives. I like anything 1940s, like noir, but I like it. Um, I don't like when it's too dark. This is pretty dark. And it's like modern day. Oh, it's modern day. But it's modern day, like some kind of Eastern European country. So it's like 1940s? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. So so going back to the thing, um, what the hell was I even talking about? It was, uh, I, was talk- I was making a correlation. You're talking tra- about rap as opposed to wrestling and comparing it to wrestling today. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with, with wrestling, it's, it's that like wrestling's moving in a direction, but, but we still know that it's, it, it's not wrestling as a whole. So, so that, that takes me to war games. Um, I didn't watch all the matches. I went straight to the main war games match. The men's war games The men's war, war game. Yeah, it was the main event. Team black and gold versus team 2.0. And they didn't even wear black and gold. They didn't. They should have. In, in fact, Champa had the 2.0 colors on his gear. He did. I thought he was going to turn. I'm like, hey, wait a second. Is he foreshadowing something here? Yeah, he had. But the other one had purple and gold. Um, Mellow. Yeah, but he was on the other team. He was on the 2.0 team. I know. but, yeah, but not, was, he, the, he was closer to black and gold than Gargano was. Yeah, well, Gargano was doing a different. Gargano was doing something completely different. He Gar, was doing Gar, a mix of all he was the doing Marvel a, shit? He, no, he was doing a goodbye thing. His, his gear yeah. was different, like components of all these different gears he's worn in other takeovers which are usually like tributes to like superhero things right it was like it was like basically somebody cut up all of his old takeover gear and sewed it together that was the theme of his gear because it's going to be his last takeover okay that's why he came out to his old music and he had his like baby face music and gave that long look when he came out because it's, it's his last hurrah right because johnny gargano very very soon will probably be wrestling brian danielson on AEW dynamite and right. it's going to be wonderful. So, so the the match starts off with Gargano and Mel, uh, Carmelo Hayes. Yep, Carmelo Hayes. My problem with this was, uh, do do you know the the thing that's on the internet? Now I know that you do, but I'm asking. You know, uh, you probably have never watched it. Do you know this whole Bing Bong thing? You've talked to me about it. Yes. Okay. It's like a TikTok thing, right? Yeah. I don't think it's funny, and. But but a lot of people are referencing this, and they love it. They think it's hilarious, and it's like this. There's one guy. He's like he's like if you see these dogs in the yard, <laughs> and it's like and he does this whole thing, and it's like this role, you know, like stereotypically New York mm-hmm. thing, is you know, and it's like Bing Bong, and it's supposed to be hilarious because he's saying Bing Bong, and younger people find it funny, and it's like to me, I, I look at it and I go. Is it that I don't get it in a sense that I don't understand what's funny anymore? Or is it because I'm like, because, because I'm old or is it just that they don't get what's funny and they just like unfunny shit, just like they like bad music today. Like these little perk Percocet. What's the fuck's his name? Little isn't it little little Zan? That's what it is. Not little Percocet. Um, like they're just bad. They're not good. Like these rappers today, you you might have like one or two that are that are decent. Kendrick Lamar, mm-hmm. and there's somebody else. I'm sure there is. I, I, from what I've heard, I haven't heard a lot of Kendrick Lamar, but he seems pretty good. Yeah, I, I look at it in terms of like 
who could on the jewels? I guess maybe I don't know. I don't. I, I. 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 There's Kendrick Lamar and there's somebody else. There's another one that it's like they would probably be decent in the nineties. Mm-hmm. I think that they would even get lost in a shuffle. I don't think that there's they're as good as people fucking. I think that people think that they're so great because they're so much better than their competition today. But I think that they would be subpar in the nineties. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Jedi mind tricks were fucking, in my opinion, fucking great. Vinny Paz, I thought was great. As far as commercial success was not a hit. Right. Right. Some people, that's not even the goal. Like some people are just more like underground stuff. And, and, and it's like, there's different levels. Yeah. Too. And I think that like, I just think that some rappers today, people think are amazing. It's only because of the competition stinks. Yeah. And I think that they would just be, eh, Back, and and back tastes in the 90s. change what people like change. Like I, I, I feel the same right. way about music. Like my favorite music is from when I was younger too. Like, but but it's not. I think it's just a function of getting older. But it's is it or is it is it what's actually better? Well, that's subjective. Is it? Is it subjective? It is, and we can agree on it, and then that makes it look seem like it's objective. But yeah, like it's it's one. Of, it's like beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I, th- I I don't think so. I think that if I was like, like I am a llama. I had sex with your mama. And somebody said that's better than anything Tupac put out. That's not, it's not even, I mean, you could say it's subjective. It's just stupid. But there's going to be somebody out there that loves it. And I mean, maybe they're wrong, but I mean, it's an opinion. Like it can be an unpopular opinion. Like I'm not saying I like. Yeah, but you just said maybe they're wrong. So they're wrong. Uh, It's. But it's, it's, it's one of those fact versus opinion things. Like. When you, whenever you're talking about the quality of art, like there's somebody out there whose favorite movie is Pootie Tang. It's not the best movie ever made. Well, th- I've always said that there's a difference between what's your favorite and what's the best. But to some people, there's not. Yeah, they're wrong. But you know that they're wrong. Like if you say that Freddy Got Fingered is cinematically uh, every step better than Citizen Kane, right. you would be wrong. You would be wrong. It's it's you're just a fucking idiot if you think right, that. If you may like it better because you may understand it better. Right. And that might be your type of movie that you're like, ah, that that movie's better or uh, boring. And this one is, you know, but but you'd be fucking wrong. Right. I mean, in so much as if you're going to those extremes, yes. If if I just bang on a keyboard for for 45 minutes, yeah, nobody's gonna think it's as good as the White Album. Correct. Because it's not right, and somebody somebody might say, "You may might, you may make a sound on there," and somebody may say that it's better, and, and really think that. But I would think that they would need help. Yeah, yeah or, or, or they just like what they like. Like I, 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 I never yeah, get the wrong. I you, never you get just, too, I never get too caught up in policing what other people enjoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you should. You should probably try that. So. So with wrestling, it's it's just shitty today. So we watch war games. It was literally the worst fucking war games I've ever fucking. And and the, the problem with not policing shit like that is is that you have to have some kind of standards some somewhere. You have to you have to be like ah, there's a bar, there's a fucking. Well, yeah, my standard is I don't really watch NXT all the time anymore. No, I know that's that's, that's how I police that. I, I I personally don't watch it. Yeah. If enough people don't watch it, it'll go away. It'll be off of USA. Yeah, and that's bad. That's really sad. 
how about it's like how about we we say no like this isn't fucking good and we try to make it better but the problem is is that there's enough people that do like it because they're it's wrestling and they're just going to watch wrestling. Yeah, there, there's that. And it, the fact that it's a younger crowd and that's all they know. And, and as far as making it better, as far as, as far as improving WWE, like most people who are hardcore wrestling fans will agree WWE is not good right now. It's just not good. Well, no. Wait, who? Most people who are like vocal wrestling fans are going to agree that WWE isn't very good right now. I disagree. I disagree. Because I see so many people that think AEW stinks that are very vocal about AEW sucking and how great WWE is. They're younger. Okay. They're WWE fans. They're, there's a lot of AEW There are uh, NXT fans. There's enough that is keeping it going. And that's because that's what they know. Yeah. Uh, and But the thing, as far as like changing things that are going on in WWE, you can't. Because only one guy gets a vote and he's yeah. not listening. Right. Only one guy votes on what happens in WWE, and he's not listening to what people want. Well, he he is to an extent, because wrestling is different today than it was twenty years ago. People are wrestling faster. The rest they're doing a lot of shit. So he's obviously listening to somebody. Somebody's in his ear about certain things. Yeah, uh, and he, maybe he's following some kind of trend because. Vince wouldn't allow the shit that's happening today. He wouldn't allow 20, 25 years ago. It's different. So he's allowing some shit. Some people are probably like, we want this. Networks that's true, yeah. are probably like, we want oh, that, this. That totally happens, yeah. And, and That's why you're getting so much Brock Lesnar now. Right. And But there's other shit happening that makes me think Vince is listening to somebody because Vince wouldn't fucking give a shit about Mellow. No, no. that That is more listening to some of the writers and... Shawn Michaels is having a big say. And I think that a lot of these writers are listening. They're following other trends and trying. Yeah, to- they're, they're trying to appeal to a younger demographic. 100%. Here's the thing. NXT 2.0 is not made for you. It's not made for me. No, no, it's not. It's not made for white guys around 40. Not made for us. We're not the target audience. It's not made for black people around 40. No, it's, it's made not, for it's, it's made for kids. Yeah, it's made for kids. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's for maybe some. They are appealing to some black teens i think their idea is let's get the let's let's target a young audience yeah. and push young stars and these stars are gonna and these got people are gonna grow up with these stars and they're gonna be their guys like Braun breaker is gonna be somebody's john cena and i understand that about vince i think vince like i understand the business thing okay. behind All what right. they're doing hold on but i love the old nxt and i'm gonna miss it but it's gone so you, you can't you can't you can't mourn it forever you you can as far as saying hey i want there to be something that's good that that stays around forever because it's it's like and i think everybody should be vocal about that that cares because you don't roll over and say you know what this city was really good but there's a younger uh uh, there's younger people they have a different way of viewing things but but they're ruined they're graffitiing everything they're breaking everything yeah but you know what that's just what younger people do when you're old now it's okay it's your, your old guard all right, just let them do what they want, and you just need to shut up. No, you don't roll over and play dead. You keep using your fucking voice, and all right, Vince McMahon, if you're listening, but Vince McMahon's make NXT not, but better. Vin, but Vince McMahon's not listening, right? So then we can't really do a whole lot. You can if you use your voice. I think if enough people use their voice, it could do something. Maybe it could get to a writer, and they can push for things to happen. Most because things I've be- read about NXT, like the response to NXT 2.0, has been overwhelmingly negative on all fronts. 
I haven't really seen the people that are loving the new NXT. And I'm sure there's people out there that do. Yeah, I have. Unfortunately, I've seen a lot of bad shit. But you're also not looking for that. You're not looking for the people that are pro this NXT. It's, they, they, they are there. But yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. Vince does get final say. And Vince is going to do whatever. But I think that Vince get. I think if enough people... If enough people were like, yeah, we're not watching this shit, but they are watching it. Yeah, because yeah, so because, because they, they like it. Say so we should we should tell people to not watch NXT. But then if you do that, USA will cancel it. USA will cancel yeah. it. And then, you know, it's 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 like and it's going to the network and then they're going to do whatever or they're going to Peacock and they'll just do whatever they want with it. Because it doesn't matter who's watching it. Yeah, it's really it's really tough. But we know you gotta know when to throw in the talent and, and, and NXT black and gold is dead. So so let's get to the let's get back to the first match and I th- so like I said I only wanted to watch a little bit of it and I was interested in Braun Breaker and and I like war games I love the war games uh, war games concept mm-hmm. and it starts off with Johnny Gargano and that uh, oh so we're going, we're starting with the last match okay or so, I'm sorry the fir- uh, the 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 first people okay first participants uh, of the last match. And Johnny Gargano starts off with uh, Mello. And Johnny Gargano is obviously incredible. Yes. And Mello isn't bad. No, he's, he's pretty he's, good. He's pretty good. Of the people on that team, he's probably at this point the best guy. Just in the ring. Like, the star is Braun Breaker by far. And he's going to be the best guy eventually. But who's, who's the most ready right now? It's, it's probably Carmelo Hayes. Either him or a Tony dude. Tony D'Angelo? Yeah. He's 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 good at the basics. He's big. Yeah. Um and Grayson Waller can do some athletic stuff. Yeah, he's probably the worst though out of the out of the three cuz even Braun Breaker does these little things that I'm oh, like for a guy with his level of experience yeah. he is off the charts good. Yeah, I, I I watched him do like little things and I'm like what the fuck dude? Like he's not Kurt Angle where like Kurt Angle a year in the business like he might be the best guy in wrestling. Hey dude, Kurt Angle wrestled though. Yeah. Yeah, Kurt Braun Breaker's a football player. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, but but look who the but fuck yeah, he's is. Got the, he's got the his, genetics. Yeah. His father and his uncle are. Right. You know. Um, no, no, he he'll, he'll be just fine. I'm not worried about that. Never ask him to cut open a cage of bowl cutters again, but it'll be just fine otherwise. I watched that. That was a little embarrassing. That was a little embarrassing. But anyway, my 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 thing was going back a fucking hour ago, the bing bong thing. That was what the fucking first like few minutes of that match was. It was bing bong. It was all over the place. Like like something ricocheting off of a fucking it was just back and forth too many fucking spots they used to call it back in the day spot foo spot foo yeah that was a style of wrestling back in the day spot foo it was like if you know jack evans from aw he was a uh, master of spot yeah foo. and that's what it was like it wasn't m was it mac mac cross m dog m dog 20 was mac cross yeah. he was like that too wasn't he in the very early days, yeah. It was just like, for no, it's like, I can show you every athletic move in my arsenal for no no reason. Mm-hmm. I'm just jumping off of this and bouncing off of that. And like, they weren't exactly telling a story. No. It was just move for the sake of a move. Mm-hmm. And that isn't wrestling. That's just not wrestling. That's, you're in a ring. 
you are a wrestler. You're doing something, but you're not telling a story. Right. And we know Gargano can because he's done it. Gargano, like his best matches with Champ, with Adam Cole, with Andrade. Yeah. Great storytelling. And it was like, okay, so they really, they know that they don't give a fuck about wrestling fans. This is for the, the modern day fan. It's mm -hmm. for the present day. It's for NXT fans. It is NXT 2.0 where storytelling doesn't matter. It's just about going 100 miles an hour, doing moves for the sake of doing moves, where they used to tell you before, slow down. Yeah. Because the masters of, of wrestling knew what the fuck they were doing. They would say, kids, slow down. Yeah, if you think you're going slow enough, slow down a little bit more. Right. And... And then you hear like people go against that, like, oh yeah, and they used to tell me to slow down. Leo Rush, mm -hmm. Leo Rush said it. He he was saying in a, in a recent interview because it was like, where'd you get the name Rush? And he got Leo from Lionel. And Rush because they were like, hey man, you rush too much, like slow it down. Right. And he was like, I can't, I can't slow it down. Like that's just how it. It's like okay, and then. It's you're you're doing moves for the sake of doing moves. It's it's not. I mean, it's fine if you're in fucking AAA. Yeah, lucha lucha is a little more like that. Yeah, there there is storytelling in good lucha, but there's better storytelling in in lucha than there is some of the shit in NXT. But but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, that a lot of it's just move for, moves for the sake of doing moves. And uh, and that's how I felt about it, man. I was like, this is the worst war games I ever fucking watched. Like, there are cool spots. Make the spots fucking mean something. Like, remember, uh, I, I I always loved when it was Undisputed Era. Yeah. Versus whoever. They would always, yeah, because it was always like, can you break this this team? Yeah, and then Kyle O'Reilly always had some fucking funny spot or something. Like, he did the one time where he ran at, at somebody with a chair and then bounced the chair off the thing and whacked himself in the yeah, head. Yeah, that, that's an old... Yeah, that's an old... Yeah, but he would yeah. do... It was It was always like, all right, what's Kyle O'Reilly going to do in, mm -hmm. the, in this thing? Yeah. Uh, but there was like a... And it was... It just it never seemed like... To me, it never seemed like just doing moves. Yeah, like, my favorite war games ever was 91, and it was all psychology. It was Brian Pillman was coming in hurt, and they wanted to hold him out of the match, and he ran, even though, like, because, like, Sting Pillman and the Steiners against the Horsemen, and even though they wanted to keep Pillman out, he ran into the cage on his own and started the match, and the whole match was just everybody beating the piss out of Pillman because he was hurt, and then the babyface would get, the, 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 the babyface would make the save, the heels would get the advantage because the Horsemen were undefeated in coin tosses, right? and the babyface would make the save, and, and it just, it was a formula, but the formula fucking worked. And then Pillman got knocked out for real in the finish. I think that, yeah, it's it's like, if that's the case, if, if it's like, well, it's just not for us, then then I have to throw in the tail. Because if that's just where it's going to go, it's like, yeah, I'll be happy for some of them. But I, but I get why, I get why some older wrestlers don't even watch any of the products anymore. Um... I think that you could still get some old school. I think that there's a, a nice variety in wrestling. Oh yeah, there's um, absolutely a lot of variety right now. If if you want old school, like methodical wrestling, you can get that in AEW. Yeah, not every match. Not every right. But yeah, 
AW is doing the, and this is what I love, they're doing the big tent thing where, like, Brian Danielson is going to wrestle a completely different match than Eddie Kingston is going to wrestle a completely different match than the Young Bucks is going to wrestle a completely different match than Miro. You're getting different styles under one roof. It's not, the thing with WWE that's a big problem is it's in a, like, and, and the whole performance center concept is you're treating wrestling like McDonald's. Like, McDonald's, the thing for better or worse, it's not, is every burger going to be as good as a burger you get at a great restaurant? No. But every burger is going to hopefully be the same. You're going to get a uniformity and it's going to be acceptable. It's going to be what you expect from McDonald's. And that's what they're training their wrestlers to be. Yeah. Nobody's going to stand out. Nobody's going to be exceptional. Everybody's going to be competent. And then they wonder why everybody's going to be Baron Corbin. And then they wonder why they're not building big stars. Well, that's exactly why they're not building big stars. Yeah, but they wonder why. They still they, they don't shouldn't. get in. They really shouldn't wonder. Well, actually, they should look at their booking and say, oh, that's why we're not building big stars. They think that they can book different ways than they used to book. They Because booking, they don't have to follow by the book yeah. <laughs> anymore. It's well, it's well, it's different now yeah one thing that's become brutally apparent is they have no earthly idea how to book a baby face like they can they can do okay with some heels like roman's an excellent heel but that's a lot of roman's doing and you have some other people that work a little bit as heels i think seth rollins is a little too annoying i think he turns it up a little too much but he, he's very good but they cannot book a baby face for shit and like just look at what they're doing with biggie he's i guess their number one baby face now by default it isn't good. Like, they did an okay job with Lashley when Lashley was a champion, but when it comes to a babyface, wow, they do not know how to do it. They're either clowns or they're in, or they're just incompetent. Yeah. I, I don't... I don't... I'm trying to think. Who who are their babyfaces? Big E. Uh, Drew McIntyre, I guess, on SmackDown. Mm. Jeff Hardy, but he, I guess, had some problems over the weekend. Well, was it a problem or... It looked like, it, I mean, obviously the speculation is, oh, it's like a substance thing, but it looked like he was just like beat up or sick or something because he goes and makes a tag to Drew McIntyre. He, they show him like before the match and he looks like he's hurting. He doesn't look like he's fucked up like he did in that one match with Sting. Yeah, I heard that he, he was like greeting the crowd before. Yeah, he was like greeting the crowd and he, you could just tell he looks like he's in pain. He looks like he's hurting. Hmm. And he makes a he makes a, uh, a hot tag to Drew McIntyre because it's him and Drew against the Usos. He makes a hot tag to Drew. He just lays on the apron for a little bit. And then he rolls out and like hops, hops the rail and goes into the crowd. And like security goes after him. And then they send him home. Fucking weird. Yeah. And, and, and Matt, I guess Matt Hardy was on Twitch. He said he's fine. But it, I mean, it looked like he was, nobody obviously don't know what's going on with the guy. But he just looked like he was hurting. Yeah. So and somebody was like, dude, leave him alone. He had a shit. It's very possible. Wouldn't it be funny? If he had like a stomach flu? Yeah, he's just running for the nearest bathroom? Yeah. Yeah. He had to throw up? Yeah, he's like, I don't want to fucking shit out there. Yeah. What do you do in a a case? I guess some people just shit their fucking pants. But that's what you used to do. That's what you used to do years ago. Yeah, I mean, well. Have your muffler in. Sometimes you lose control, too, like uh, Andre on Bad News. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of those cases where, where wrestlers would you know go yeah and some people go under the ring that's true yeah some people do that just as a there was a thing for like wcw when everybody had to hide under the ring for things uh, i know kurt henning they said shit in a bucket just so people would have to smell it until they had it for like two hours until their queue it's fucking disgusting he he would do a lot of things like that yeah, yeah. um so 
I, I just didn't like it. I, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it, it was bad by war game standards. It was like fine. It would have been fine on like raw. It was too long. My biggest issue with that match was it was too long. It could have sh- clipped like 20 minutes off the end and it would have been better. I didn't watch any of the other matches. I don't know how any of them went. Did you enjoy the pay-per-view? Did eh, you not? If if you're g- judging it by the old NXT takeovers, no. Okay. But it was if it just like, oh, yeah, modern wrestling, it was okay, I guess. The women's war games, it was fine. It was a little weird because the baby faces had the advantage, so it looks like the heels are fighting like against the odds. Okay. But then, uh, and, and they made Cora Jade the big star there. The girl with the skateboard. Right. Uh, the match of the night for me was the, the tag team match, Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner against Imperium, especially the parts with O'Reilly and Imperium. Like, Imperium looked like stars in that match. Uh, the hair match was okay. It was it was a match. I like Cameron Grimes. I think Cameron Grimes is... He's grown on me a lot yeah. this year. Yeah. Uh, so that I thought that was decent. Joe Gacy and Roddy Strong was decent. So, I mean, like, every, there was nothing, like, offensively bad. I like I liked Joe Gacy. I, I think that, uh... And they gave some nuance to his character because that guy in his corner, I forget the name they, they gave him. Harland. Harland, yeah. Like, he's going after the girl in, uh, in Diamond Mind and Gacy stops him. And that's why he, like, that, that tripped him up and then that's why he lost the match. So they're giving him some nuance to his character. He's just not huh. like a completely bad guy. Right. And, and Gacy does have, he seems like he's one of the guys that gets it more than a lot of the others as far as being able oh, to talk. Yeah. And he can wrestle really well. So, he, he's a yeah. fucking, he's really good. The character he's, is new and, well, I mean, it's not new, new. There was a, there was a stable in Impact. That was, it was, it, they were a little more ham-fisted with the one in Impact. It was It was literally called cancel culture. Well, they're right to censor. It was right, yeah, it was right. It was like, yeah, Joey Ryan and, yeah, it was, and I think Scarlett was in it when she was still there. Okay. Um, But it was all the people who would do, like, the the stuff that would get you canceled. Right. Like. Yeah, it's it's right to censor. Yeah. Um, And I get it. And, and at first I was like, ugh, this fucking dude. Like, I, we get it, dude. We get it. You're making fun of, you know, snowflakes. You're you're making fun of left wing people and and then the more I watched it I was like oh man I kind of like this <laughs> I like it and then I start to really watch it, and then I was like oh he's good yeah yeah because the bit is he's yeah he's using this to weasel his way into things which is what a bad guy should do and, but then the fucking title the all inclusive title the yeah. all inclusive title <laughs> fuck I, I, I think they, just, they, it, they renamed it they, they kept saying he was going to call it the inclusive way title which is hilarious because it, it, it smacks of like old nineties, like the Europe, like the European shit. What was it that um, I don't know. It just seemed like they could do something fun with it, but but with him also being kind of like yeah. a scary dude at the same time. Well, the rumor was he was going to win it, and that was going to like retire the cruiserweight title, and that didn't happen. But Roddy won, so like okay. for now at least, there's still a cruiserweight title. Um, who's the who's the heel in that match? I believe Gacy was the heel. I thought Roddy and all those guys were heels too. They were. Okay, but in that match he was it, it became very Millionaires Club New Blood where it seems like just by default, because there's some like the fans liked NXT, all the old guard guys are default baby faces, and all the new guard guys are default heels. Yeah. It's very, very similar to when WCW had the new blood against the Millionaires Club. Okay. Very, very similar, I think. Right. Yeah. Um so if yeah so just go and check out uh check out war games for yourself if you like or don't but but i think that i think that it's fair for everybody to 
you know, to check it out. Look, like like you were saying earlier, it's subjective. I yeah. mean, I disagree with saying, you know, me making a fucking fart sound is better than anything. Some rapper that I don't like. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I don't think it's it. Well, just because just because you're saying that things are subjective doesn't mean that, like, there's not going to be a consensus. And there, the consensus is that uh, that old hip hop is better than new hip hop. But my point was, you can't really say that about wrestling as a whole. Wrestling as a whole isn't regarded right now as one thing. It's it is multiple things. So that's the good thing about wrestling mm -hmm. is that there is variety where there's not a whole lot. Like, yeah, you can go back and listen to old old rap, but it's still old rap. There's because, so much wrestling out there. Just watch the stuff you like. There's right, plenty. Right. There's and plenty and, out there and that's from. exactly my point is that that's good because there is a pool. There is a there is a it's not a melting pot. It's a salad bowl. Right. Of like you could choose this or, or that. And, and, and there's so much variety. And I love that about it. And NXT is just some shit that I'm not fond of, but you be, you know, you, you decide for yourself. If, if NXT is for you, go give it a shot. If you like it, you like it. You know, I absolutely hated it. Uh, I, I just, I was like, Oh fuck. Really? They got rid of the good shit for this. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's, it's probably something I'm, I'm going to stop watching. Unless I hear, oh, dude, have you, yo, NXT's been picking up lately. Uh, you know, oh, did you see this character? Then, then I might give it a shot, but. Yeah, it's going to be more. It's going to be a while. For it's going to be developmental is what it's going to be. It always was, even when they said it wasn't, but now it's really developmental. Yeah. Well, I mean, I always thought it was really developmental. It always I just, was. Yeah. I just thought it was really good developmental. Yeah, it was developmental, but we're going to bring in a bunch of like older guys that are really good that are going to make the younger guys look good, too. Yeah, um, but I mean, and that's part of the reason you're doing this too. Is like they don't really have a bench. Well, also they fired half of the people, so that 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 will trim your bench. But they don't have guys that they feel are ready to come in and and like they don't have guys that are like under thirty that are like they feel ready to take a big spot on the main roster. So that's why you have your Braun Breakers, and that's why you have guys like that. Von Wagner. Well, I mean. Not saying they're picking the best guys either. Obviously, I don't think yeah. they are, but yeah. they're giving it a shot. They're 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 going for a youth movement, and maybe there's going to be growing pains. Yeah. So, uh, and it's not like they they wanted to keep Gargano. They wanted to keep O'Reilly. They saw the red going like they're like no. Oh yeah. They don't they, want to be part of this. Yeah. They wanted to keep Adam Cole. Yeah. They didn't want to keep Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish is also forty five years old. And unless right. he's going to be a and I, I and for forty five he's fucking good for thirty five he's good for twenty five he's good, but I think they saw like okay there's a shelf life. Hey, listen, dude, that that's what I like about AEW because they give uh they give people chances over there, not giving a shit about their age. Look at Sting. Look at Billy yeah. Gunn. Look at Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, but Billy Gunn I bring up, uh, for specifically because he's uh he's fifty eight years old. Yeah, fifty eight. Mm -hmm. You see how good he looks? Yes. He's he's in the best shape I've ever seen for like a fucking 58-year-old. He's the best pure athlete in AW. Hey dude, he's up there. For he was he got he went to school on a rodeo scholarship. Well, that was a lie. So it's the best pure athlete thing. You had an Olympic gold medalist on the roster and this guy's your best pure athlete. 
You had people to play in the NFL on your roster, and this guy's your best pure athlete. I think he was a better for 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 not to yeah, he was a great fucking athlete. Great is different than the best. He was not a better athlete than Shelton Benjamin. Eh, I disagree. I disagree. You're saying he's not, but I, that's that's subjective. Okay, that's subjective because he's he is a, an athlete. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think he was the best pure athlete. But I think he was fucking really really damn good. Uh, it's you know what it is. It's like the Undertaker saying that Omos is is the closest thing we've gotten to Andre since Andre. Like okay, Big Show. Okay, mm-hmm. Matt Morgan. Okay, Kane. Yeah. Okay, fucking like there's a bunch of different. What the fuck? Did, um, what does he do? Like, I, I I don't. He's Ron Reese. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's Ron Reese, and he's not even as popular as fucking Eligante was. Like, Eligante wasn't even that popular. No, well, it was Giant Gonzalez. He was like, it was scary for a minute because you know for kids, I'm sure. Because he was like this fucking eight foot tall guy. He was very, very tall. Tallest we've ever had, right? Yeah, I believe he's the tallest uh, wrestler, at least in, that I can think of. He's definitely taller than Amos. But, but the and thing- Amos is the tallest he's been in a while. Right. And we've had, uh, uh, wait, who was last? Kali? Kali. Yeah, Kali was super tall. At least the great Kali was kind of, until they made him like a, 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 f- a fucking buffoon. Till they made him like a dancing character. He was kind of made like, holy shit, there's this big, you know, oh, I'm this big giant person that, you know, we, we don't really understand. Like, we know where he's from, but we don't know anything about him. Right. I think that that character might not have the power that they think it does, though. I think well, it, the idea of the attraction, like Andre the Giant, I think that time has passed. It has. And I think you're better off having like a guy that is maybe a little smaller, but a lot more athletic and can run through people and like a Brock Lesnar or even a Ryback or a Goldberg. Yeah. Those guys all got over more than the great Kali did. Right. Um, but but I all I I think because you get spoiled or not spoiled, but you get like uh, I think people are still just infatuated with the idea of Andre the Giant. We had Andre the Giant, but then after him, who was the next one we had? It had to be Giant Gonzalez. Giant Gonzalez. Yeah. Then you you got hit with Ron Reese, and uh, who who was a flop? He didn't do. Who a was lot. the other? Who was the other guy? Was it was it Gonzalez? No, we had two people that were the Mummy, right? Uh, but I or think the Yeti. I think the I think Gonzalez may have been the Yeti like once or twice. And then it was usually Ron Reese. Okay, so it was so Gonzalez. It didn't may come have back. been. Yeah, it may have been. I'm not sure, but for the most part, the Yeti was Ron Reese. The Yeti. Yeah, and you have this this guy, and then, and then when you have like Big Show come in, he's the giant, and it's kind of like, oh, holy shit, this guy is fucking gigantic. And then, and then he becomes just a dude. Yeah, well, but he did a lot better than Ron Reese, but that's because. The Big Show, Paul White, the can giant, work. whatever you call him, is good. Yeah, he was good at wrestling. Right, but but the thing is, is that once you humanize those people, Project Humanize, that's Project Humanoid. Oh. Uh, once you humanize these people, then it uh it 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 kills any of that. Now it's like oh okay, they're just because you're, it's supposed to be suspension of disbelief. You're you're, you're supposed to make these guys like fantasy you're supposed yeah. to make them 
you know, not fucking real. That's the point of that. That's the point of Andre the Giant. He was supposed to be like, like, oh my God, nobody's ever been this big. Right. You know, even though there were bigger basketball players. Yeah. And, but, but in the world of professional wrestling, you have to you have to convince your audience that there are no fucking bigger people. Mm -hmm. That's what you that's that's what you're supposed to do, even though we know that there are. And that's why I think the time of the mythical giant character has come and gone. Right. And and so and so when when you have Omas, who is way taller than Andre. Right. Taller than the big show, but nowhere near as good. Right. But because that's why the big show lasted 20 years and Omas will not <clears throat> no, because he, the big show was good. Yeah. And Omas stinks. And how the fuck are you going to say that? That's a slap in the face of the big show. To say Omas is the closest thing we've gotten to Andre, to Andre the Giant. That's a fucking slap in the face of the big show. Like, do they have beef? I don't know. Why the fuck would Might you... Might just be Undertaker towing the company line, too. Because big show's in the other company and Omas is in WWE. It's probably what it is. It's, it's, it's like some kind of shot. It's probably some kind of shot at him. Fuck you. Fuck you, Mark. I know your real name. Mark. Mark. That is such a fucking... Such a slap in the face for a guy that was loyal to you for 20 something years. Why? Because he, he wants to fucking still make a paycheck and still wants to get in a ring every once in a while. You know, like, yeah. come on, dude. I don't know. It's a, it's a bit goofy. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's move on from all that shit. So what, what, real, just just the other. What would you give if you had a grade? If you had a grade, uh, the pay-per-view. What would you how what would you give it? I can't give it a, a a a I will give it a C. You would give it a C? I will give it a C. Okay. I almost said C plus, but I think just a C. Okay. I can't give it a fair rating because I didn't watch it from beginning to end. I know I don't mind watching things as long as there's other people that I'm watching it with. I think that the experience of watching a pay-per-view Sometimes makes it a little bit more fun. Yeah, it's more fun with a crowd. When yeah, when you have other people that you can sit there and you can rag on things with, or you could be like, ah, you know, or like, oh, that wasn't that bad, or oh, that was cool. You know, it's it's a little bit more fun. It, it like it's like drinking. I cannot sit there and drink alone. If I drank, if I was sitting there drinking alone, I would go, I'm an alcoholic. And you'd be like, you drank once by mm -hmm. yourself. And I'd be like, ah, I'm a fucking one time alcoholic. Um, I just can't do it. It's just not my thing. I think something like that needs to be in a in a crowd so like wrestling i, I don't think i'm ever going to watch a, a full pay-per-view by myself like even old ones that i really like like an old wcw pay-per-view mm -hmm. i'm just not going to watch do you watch them by yourself i don't really watch a lot of the old stuff no i mean i used to when i was a kid if i got a I rent a tape from like blockbuster yeah but it was just like because it was like oh wow this is some new thing like all the old stuff I want, I've seen it before. Have you seen it? Right, I've seen yeah. it a lot. It's already like, happened. Yeah, but but, but it's, I, it's already happened, and I've watched it already. But I think oh, even live, though, I typically don't watch wrestling live by myself. Sometimes I will, depending on if I'm. Not, oh, I it, totally will. Yeah, if I'm feeling. But that's also because one, you like doing things by yourself. Yeah, and two. When you're watching wrestling, you're usually in some kind of group chat. Yeah, if I'm watching wrestling live, I'm usually chatting with other people that I know that like wrestling. You're in, also watching you're it. in multiple wrestling chats. Yeah. So you have a pool to choose from. I'm not. I'm in zero wrestling chats. I, I, I've tried them. 
I've dipped my toes in this, these wrestling chat pools and uh, I, it's just not for me, you know? And I, that's another thing Twitter's fun for too. Like Twitter is very good for right. live watching things and like Twitter, that is one of the uses of Twitter. Like more so than like Facebook or Instagram. I think it's a good platform for I like that. chats better than I like, tw- like Twitter's too, too like jumping through hurdles. Yeah, to, you to, got a hashtag and then reply. Yeah, yeah, it's it's too much for it's too many. Like, it's to me, Twitter is like what I imagine it was like back in the old days of like carrier pigeon. <laughs> you know, like it's just too long, and you can be like, dude, it was fifteen seconds in between replies. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's too long. It's too long. I want a second in between. I want it to be a flowing conversation. Right. Sometimes the conversation slows down in a chat room, but I want that type of. I don't want to fucking hashtag mm-hmm. and, you know, and then going back and f- I, I don't want that. I, I just want a, a nice flow, but I don't even do that anymore. I don't do chat rooms anymore. Um, I don't really do chats like that. I don't, I've been in a few this year and the one that I was in, it was just like the person that was inviting us into a chat. It was like uh, trying to bring it back to like when I was young. Right. And I was like, I'm not 20 year old me anymore. I'm 41 year old me. And you're trying to have a conversation with me. Like I'm 20 year old me, uh, where I might still have some same sensibilities. Then like I might have a a few interests, but I'm not that person anymore. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I, I pop off at the mouth like I am. And then I, and then I have to rein it in and go, I'm 41. I need to not speak like that ever again. You know, like I need to stop that shit. It's hard, but I'm trying. I I always say this. Maybe by the time I'm 60, I'll be halfway perfect or halfway where I want to be. You'll be Mr. Halfway Perfect. I can't say that. I can't say the last part. Ken. 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 Mr. Half Perfect Ken. Ken. Yeah. Half Perfect Ken. All right, uh, let's move on to uh, the the meat and potatoes. Uh, I guess that was the meat and potatoes, really. This is just the the dessert, I guess, uh, of it. We'll do we'll do this pretty quick. Um, we we covered some. Uh, what, what what did we cover in the last Starcade? Starcade. Uh, did we do war games at all? Uh, no, war games was always uh, well. At first, it was Wrestle War. Would have war. Well, actually, first it was the Great American Bash would have war games, mm-hmm. and then it was Wrestle War for a few shows. And when is Wrestle War usually? Wrestle War was usually in the like the spring, like February, March. Okay, okay. Great American Bash was in the summer, and that's right. where they first started doing them. And then it was Wrestle War, and that would be in the spring. Right. And then it became Fall Brawl, and that was where war games stayed until it ended. Well, then they then it came back with WW or NXT rather, and now it's like a December thing. Now it's usually they do it in the for a while they were doing it around Survivor Series, but because it, okay because so takeovers wait, wait. are no longer well, first of all, they're no longer takeovers, and secondarily, they're no longer like a touring thing. They did them they do them at the Performance Center. That now I guess they just did it in December this year because that's when they wanted to do it. Yeah. Uh so we did Starcade. Yep. And uh we actually had some other stuff planned, but I did it was a miscommunication. I 
didn't think that I thought we were just doing like a couple of things. I thought we were talking about a few things. And then uh, you ended up just going through every one. And I was like, oh, that's what we're doing. Huh? Okay. Uh, and so I had the idea that we would cover ECW's December to Dismember. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I realized that there were only two of them. Yeah, like ECW, you had certain shows, and, and especially before they had pay-per-view. Once they had pay-per-view, they kind of nailed down certain names to certain shows that would happen every year. But like your big WrestleMania show was November to Remember. You had uh, you had Hardcore Heaven was a big one. Mm. But sometimes they would change the name of their shows. Like you would always, they, and a lot of times they would change the name of their December show. Sometimes it was Holiday Hell. Sometimes it was Massacre on 34th Street. Uh, but because you had November to Remember, which was your big show, it was your WrestleMania, it was ECW's show of the year, usually. Their show of shows. Their show of shows, their yeah. Starcade, their WrestleMania. The show after that was this, uh, in 1995, which a lot of people would argue was probably, at least creatively, ECW's peak year. <laughs> and like match-wise, that's when you had, for a few shows, Ray was there. Psychosis was there. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I think early 95, you still had Benoit Malenko, even though they were mainly 94. Uh, 95 was a big year for ECW, like building their legend. And the the final big show they did that year. Oh, no, because they did do a Holiday Hell that year, too. So they did December to this member. And then they did Holiday Hell later that year. I mean, they're only in December. At this point, they're only around for, what, two years, three years? Uh, yeah, they started in 93. So, yeah. They're, uh, there you go. 93. Yeah, because so real quick. I'm living uh, around 4th and Rittner. I grew up in South Philly. The last house I lived in, I was only in this house for two years. Um, at, at around 4th and Rittner. It was actually on Gladstone Street. It was the 300 block, block of Gladstone, which Gladstone is literally street next to Rittner, and it was right off of 4th. So you go down Rittner Street to Swanson and Rittner, or like closer to, uh, I, I guess it's Swanson and Rittner, but... Um, and that's where the, uh, Viking hall was, uh, or, or is, well, no, it's not even the Viking hall anymore. No, but, now it's the 2300 arena. Right. It was the ECW arena, Alhambra, whatever. New Alhambra. New Alhambra. I think it, it was just the arena for a minute. Right. And that's where, uh, the Viking hall is where it was a bingo hall slash for, it was for the Viking club, which was a new year's, uh, thing. Yep. And, and uh, and I always forget if it was like what kind of New Year's brigade it was. It was a fancy. Brigade. Was it the fancy mm -hmm. um, brigades? Or, the big ones, yeah, right. Like the shooting stars and those type of things. I always forget. Literally, I always forget because I never really gave a shit about them. Right. I always like the comics, you know. Um, but anyway, so I lived at uh, around Fourth and Rittner, and I used to. I, I would hear that there's going to be a new. Uh, wrestling company opened it up. Now, I used to go to this wrestling show. Uh, it was uh, TWA. Mm -hmm. Let's say used to go. I probably went to one. Um, and like Sandman was there and DC Drake and uh, all these people that ended up being. I, I saw I saw Abdullah the Bit, uh, Butcher versus. Um, and Abdullah the Butcher. And Abdullah the Butcher, yeah. Versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, and it was at uh, St. John Newman. I actually found it recently i was like because i was like i wonder if i could find the show that i went to 
And I did. And I found out like when it was, I think it was in like May of 92 or 93. Yeah, I think TWA lasted from 91 to 93. They weren't around long, but they 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 made a big impact. <clears throat> yeah, and uh and I found the show that I was at and I found like who was who was on the card. Actually, I should look that up real quick. And um and uh but anyway, I heard that there were Actually, can you look that up? Just type in uh, TWA Wrestling St. John Newman High School. That I can do. If you want to fill some airtime while I'm doing that. Yeah. Uh, so so about 92, I move on to Gladstone, and I live there from 92 to 94. And my neighbor is telling us there's going to be a, uh, a, re- a new wrestling company that's going to be out of uh, the Viking Hall. And we're like, are you serious? Because I'm a huge wrestling fan, right? Mm -hmm. I'm 12 years old at this point, 13 years old. Actually, it was 92, I think, that I started hearing about. I believe I have found the show, but go ahead. Okay. Um, It's about 92 that I'm hearing about it, you know, that it's going to open up. And and it's like, I am so fucking excited, dude. Because what's happening in 92? Doink is pretty big, right? Uh, Doink came around in, like, late 92, Early 92, it was... Well, at this... Uh, 92 was the year Ric Flair was the champion. Macho was the champion for a crush. while. Uh, yeah, Kona Crush is a big thing. Yeah, because I'm re- remembering by... what Like, because when I'm in school... Uh, what am I, in sixth grade? Something like that? Some, I got held back a year, so... Uh, but anyway, I'm really big into wrestling, and I'm super, super, super excited for this. And then it starts up, and I start going, and you have, like... Jason Knight there, yeah, the the Headhunters, uh, Don Morocco's there, the Tasmaniac is there, uh, Jimmy Snuka's wrestling. Oh man, dude, there was like all these different people, and I would I was there like every weekend or every mm-hmm. you know every weekend that they had a show, I was there because it was cheap to get in, and uh, it was local, yeah, yeah, it was I was literally right down the street. My mom would give me money, and I would go down there and watch wrestling. We would go to. Uh, me and my friend uh, Mikey would go there and just watch it and then make fun of some of the people. And it's funny because uh, you'll you'll see some of the guys like in the crowd and then they just became like like people knew them like hack guy. Yeah. Uh, there was this one heavy set guy that was a little like slow. He was always there. There was this one guy that had a, a beard and he was kind of like balding. He was always there. There was this other guy and his mom. But I can't Stanley. Re- Stanley. Yeah. Yep. Stanley. Yeah, that's him. Him and his mom were always there. And uh man, dude, there was like a lot. There's this one guy who had like gray hair, like a gray mustache. He was always with Hack Guy. Can't remember. I can't I can't remember their names, but it was like who's the guy that uh that was like the, the black dude that was always in the crowd? I, uh, I don't remember his name. Of the, like I Oh Vladimir. Vladimir. Vladimir, yeah. I was I'm saying Ivan. <laughs> Vladimir, yeah. It was like him. Like you just you always recognize that guy. Like I always did you recognize Vla, uh, uh, what's his name? Vladimir, Vladimir, yeah. Did you recognize him in the crowd growing up? Uh yeah, uh, yeah, later on, like around like the Raw time, or around that that point. Oh, in time. really? Maybe a little before that too. It's funny, they did a, uh, I think they did a documentary on him when they stole the WWE Network. I think they did a documentary on Vlad. I have to fucking like watch Vlad that. the Superfan, yeah. I was looking at some, uh, and uh, I was looking at some breaking news from, like, local wrestling here. Sorry, I got a little sidetracked. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 we've, I, we've talked, I think, the last show we talked about PPW. It's one of the local indies here. I, I've had a chance to help a little bit behind the scenes with some of their interview production. 
Uh, they're they're doing a show in January, January fifteenth. Uh, it's called New Beginnings, and before that, they're doing a convention at the the place where they do the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Alexander Hammerstone's going to be there. Uh, Mike Bennett, Maria Kanellis. Uh, they've recently announced Maven. Okay, Jimmy Hart will be there. Nice. And uh, the headliner. That's your boy, Jimmy Hart. Yeah, he is my boy. Uh, but it's funny we just talked about this guy. Talk about maybe he was the best athlete. Uh, best all-around athlete in WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be some gold medals in Broadheads Old Pennsylvania in January. Yeah, yeah. yeah Kurt Angle's going to be there. So, uh, as you were just talking, I found the. TW- Did you find this? Yeah, it's in 1991. Yeah. It looks like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes sense. May 11th, 1991. Then there was something else that I went to then around. But this one, I looked at the main event. Oh, no, the, event. It, was, it was May. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, the duel, the butcher, and Bam Bam Bigelow was the main event of the show. So so let me run down the, the card real quick. Fucking, uh, uh, you have J.T. Smith versus uh, Mr. Sandman. Two ECW mainstays. There. Right, which is the Sandman. He was Mr. Sandman. I remember this being there. Uh, he had a fucking, he was wearing a wetsuit. Yeah, because there was Surfer Ray Odyssey. I think it was like his tag team partner or something. DC Drake? Or no, that was his rival. I think so, yeah. I knew DC Drake had something to do with it. Uh, Larry Winters versus Jimmy Gennetti. Mm-hmm. Um, CN Red and Johnny Hopbody, who's another... Uh, Johnny Hopbody was He was a, a long-time ECW wrestler, yeah. Uh, they wrestle the Pitbulls, which is Pitbull Rex and Pitbull Spike. I guess that's the, the names they were going by. Yeah, they, and they were the same Pitbulls from ECW. Uh, Rock and Rebel versus John Rock. Huh, who's John that was the Rock, Rock match. I looked up John Rock because I didn't recognize that name either, and I went to his matches on Cage Match. Yeah. His last match, uh, according to Cage Match, was in 2004 uh, for the CZW Tag Team title. It's funny, Rock and Rebel and Greg Matthews defeated John Rock and a guy who was very, very big in the local wrestling scene, Mean Mark Mest. Huh. Uh, Mark Mest and his brother Troy run the Mest Dungeon. It's a wrestling school down around Reading. Yeah. Um... And they are also very, very, very instrumental in the promotion of another local company, Operate Wrestling. Oh, okay. That's oh, dude. Yeah, the Mess Brothers are awesome. Here we go. Uh, this is for the TWA Heavyweight Title Dog Collar Match: DC Drake versus Tony Stetson. Uh, that's why I remember DC Drake with the collar around his. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he always did wear the collar. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah. Or okay. usually did. Yeah. I I, I do remember him. Uh, I remember that. I remember, I remember that match. Uh, David San Martino uh, d- uh, wrestles Cactus Jack. Uh, Paul Orndorff and the Honky Tonk Man. And then here it is. Double disqualification. Abdullah the Butcher versus Bam Bam Bigelow. I remember one of them got their head smashed through the water fountain. Oh, wow. Yeah. like Usually he's... double DQ was code for nobody wanted to do the job. Probably. And... Uh, yeah, man, that's the show that I was. I, I remember being at this show. I was, I was eleven years. No, I was ten. I was about to be eleven, just you know, what, like a week later, somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was fun. I remember that. It's so, it's so strange how I remember that. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, sometimes those things stick with you, though. Like I remember, like Spectrum shows that we go to. That I didn't really go to indie shows back then, uh, but we would go to the. Spe- it's funny. I remember going to the Spectrum around that time with my cousin and we would come out of the spectrum and there would be flyers for TWA shows on the car. Oh, really? Yeah. And then later I go to uh, WWF at the spectrum with my uncle or the, even the, uh, 
the well at that point it was the core state center and you would have flyers for ecw on your car i remember uh after this i was trying to get i was trying to get an autograph from abdullah the butcher and he just didn't want anything that you know he didn't want to talk he just went he did no english bit on you yeah and he went right to his car and i told him this at break the barrier in 99 mm-hmm. which is fucking crazy to think like eight years later i meet him and he stabs me in the lip with a fork yeah and uh, he, but he talked this, at this point yeah yeah he kayfabe tra- was a little more dead at he this was point, yeah. very nice except I, for the whole stabbing thing i didn't know that was going to happen but <laughs> but he was very nice I, th- I thought he was um and what's he he's like 80 now He's up there, yeah. Yeah, he's 80. And uh, no anyway, longer has the house of ribs and Chinese food, unfortunately. That is really sad. We need to talk to him about that. <laughs> if we ever talk to Abby, yeah. it'll be about his house of ribs and Chinese food. Yo, ladder. There is a, uh, a very short-lived, I think they only really did the one, and then they produced a second one and never came out. Hmm. Uh, Wrestling Observer was doing some shoot interviews, and the only one that I think they actually produced was, was with Abdullah. And I, I don't know if it was just Meltzer, Alvarez or if Meltzer went too. They went and did the interview with Abdullah at the restaurant. Oh, really? In Atlanta, yeah. So I think the guy that put the money behind the uh, doing the interview was in Atlanta. So it's like he he had the connection. That's that's uh, an yeah. No, I it's just I I'm thinking about ribs right now. Like I just started thinking about Chinese food and ribs, and I'm like, mm, yeah. I smelt something earlier, and I don't know what it was, and I was like, I, I smell Chinese food, and I really want a Chinese food. Um, and then I, I got a little upset the other day because uh, there was there was a, a thing of lo mein that was in the back of the fridge. It was kind of hiding behind something on the very bottom shelf that I didn't even see. And I was like, huh. And I was like, hey, dude, you didn't finish your uh, your your half of the lo mein. We got lo mein and we split it. And I was like, your half is still in there. And you were like, I took my half. Right. And I was like, oh. Oh shit, that was my ha- and I'm like, I let my half go bad. And uh and then I was very upset with myself for wasting how special low main. It's the best low main, by the way. If you don't know how what how special low main is, it's all the it's all the houses. Chicken pork and chicken pork, beef and shrimp. And sl- Slytherin. Yeah. And Hufflepuff, isn't that a house? <laughs> Ravenclaw. Hucklebuck. Hucklebuck. The house of Hucklebuck. Yeah. That's actually next to Chinese place. (coughs) It is. It is. That's a local Pottsville. It is a very local reference. All right. So so let's get back into uh, let's get back into the ECW thing. So uh, December. What does that say? I can't read it on my glasses. This happened December 9th, 1995. Yeah. I am 15 years old. Uh, This is just like what? about two weeks before my uncle dies. So to make, take a little, in a little bit of a morbid direction. Uh, I believe this was a few weeks after very close after we went to an ECW show at the Briarcliff field house. Uh, I think that was in <coughs> November of 1995. Right. It was. So I messed up my ankle in October of 95 I was running across uh, Chester Pike with uh, this kid John Garvey and his little brother. We were going to like a uh, like a Rite Aid or something like that. And as we were running uh, to set the the stage here in '95, um, a lot of my friends were into uh, at the time is like wearing nice jeans, and then you got these like dress casual dress shoes. 
Um, do you know what like mock toe is? No. So a mock toe dress shoe is it basically, you know, those boots that I have downstairs, the new boots I have, um, the boots that I, yeah, they were. Okay. So that's called a mock toe. The idea of it is it's supposed to look like what moccasins look like. Mm-hmm. Right. But that, and there are mock toe dress shoes. I don't know that you have any. No, I'm Probably not. So, well, any, anyway, I got these Timberland, you know, Timberland boots. Well, they put out a, a casual dress shoe. So it's not like a shiny patent leather shoe or something like that, or a, even like a regular leather shoe. This was like a canvas type material or something. It was some kind of like harder material like that, like a more coarse type, like, like something like canvas. And anyway, it was a mock toe, you know, casual dress shoe. And, and, and my friends were really big into getting all these dress shoes uh, East, East, Eastland, I think was, was a, a company that was putting out shoes. Anyway, they were doing all those things. Cause the whole idea was, you know, when we're 15, we want to start getting girls and girls like guys that are dressing nice. And we were going to like, remember like when, uh, the shark club or club Manhattan was, was around. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? I, I, yeah. Okay. So it was like dances were really big in the nineties. Friday night comes along. You want to go to the, you want to go to a dance. Schools would have dances, but then other places started doing their own dances. And other places back back in the day, like what in the forties and fifties, they had dance halls. Thirties, mm-hmm. uh, and then it kind of goes away a little bit. In the nineties, it's still kind of there. People wanted to go clubbing, you know, but kids wanted to go clubbing, and we couldn't go into adult clubs. Right. So we had our kids type thing, and that was pretty popular. I don't think it's a thing anymore. Probably not. Um, so I get these shoes in 95 and um, I'm wearing them because I just want to look sharp all the time. I have these, you know, Timberland uh, dress shoes and I'm running across Chester Pike with my friend. Well, they have a little bit of a heel on them, you know, like uh, kind of like how like a boot would have a little bit of a heel, mm-hmm. you know. And as I'm running, my heel gets caught on a curb and my ankle twists and my fat body falls on top of it because I'm a fat body man. Yeah. And um, fat body men make the world go around or something like that. The rockin' world go around. Wasn't it fat bottom girls? I don't know. Yeah, that's that's what the real song is. Yeah, yes. I don't know. Uh, who's, who sings that? Do you know? Queen. Oh, Queen. Cool. I fell and I hurt my, my ankle. I fall down, go boom. My ankle goes ouchy. Wouchy. You hurt me, your ankle. I broke yeah. my fucking leg. Oh, I thought I broke it. And so I go to the hospital and they x-ray it and they're like, it's just a high ankle sprain. And I'm like, oh, okay, dude, worst fucking pain I've ever felt. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't sound fun. It was really, really, really bad. So I remember having to take the school elevator um, because I couldn't do the stairs. You got the vaunted elevator key. I did. Yeah, I got the the, the coveted elevator key. (laughs) I got the key. (laughs) Yeah, man. And I had to take it. And it was was October. And I I remember... Going to Toys R Us on Chester Pike, or no, on, on uh, Baltimore, uh, Baltimore Pike. Um, and I remember going to the, because uh, that was across the street for the Best Buy, right? I believe so, yes. So I go to the uh, Toys R Us, and I'm with my dad, and I'm hobbling, and we were talking about my uncle. And he was like, oh, yeah, Uncle Ronald bought you this, or he's getting you something, or whatever. My uncle had AIDS, and he was dying. And I remember my dad being, like, really fucking, like, upset about it and then a few weeks later 
We're at uh, an ECW show at the Briarcliff Fieldhouse. Yeah, if, uh, I think, I know it was on the network, I don't know if it's on Peacock, but there is a there is an ECW show. It's not this show we were at, but it was called It Ain't Seinfeld. This is the same building that that was at. It's the Briarcliff Fieldhouse. It was right behind uh, our middle school. <clears throat> One day I go there and uh, and I'm, I'm standing and I look over. I think I brought this up before. And I look over and there's this girl that I, that I went to school with. She was mm-hmm. in one of my classes and I had the biggest crush on her. And I look over and I was like, what the fuck is she doing here? Because <laughs> it was nothing that you want to admit. Why you, is she at wrestling? That's yeah. that's exactly what it is. Because it's like you don't want to like you don't want to admit that you're at a wrestling show because it's wrestling, right? But why was she there? Yeah, it was like well, you have a dark, dirty secret too. And you uh, that her boyfriend was going there. She was with girls. Oh, okay. And I didn't get it. Ring rats. Very young ring rats. <laughs> there were ring mice. Ring mice. Yeah. Um, ring hamsters. Ring <laughs> ring gerbils. And. Uh, yeah, dude, I, I couldn't I, I couldn't believe that she was there, you know, or she was just a wrestling fan <laughs> or that secretly. It could be that it yeah. had to be secretly because, yeah, nobody was that open. about. They weren't very open no. about it back then. Crazy thing is, is back we were, then, if you liked wrestling, you had to hide it. And, and it, you only had to hide it for a little bit longer because then around like 97, 98, it got popular again. And it was cool to like wrestling. We became friends for a minute. Like years later, we were at a party and I see her and I was like holy shit and she was like oh my god she came up and hugged me and i was like 15 year old me just came in my pants <laughs> because she was like oh my god how are you and it was like i was in my early 20s at this point right but and it's only now you think about it, it's only a few years yeah, later that, yeah it's not that far removed yeah and it's like at that's at this point it's probably like seven years later or something like that you know but um but I'm at a house party. She's there and she, you know, and we were drinking and I remember we're sitting there and we were talking and we're just talking for like for a while. And I was like, and I told her, I was like, you have no idea how one, I had a crush on you, but I think every fucking dude did. And I told her about, I saw her wrestling and she was laughing. And I was like, it's just crazy to think that like, we could just sit here now and talk. And we could have done this a few years ago. Right. Because the spell's a little broken at this point. Right. Because because it it mattered when you're 15. Right. You don't want to be seen talking to him. Ew. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you're 16. Ew. You don't want to talk to him. But um, but at this point, we're like, ah, you know, whatever. We're we're fucking 22 now. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like we're 21. We're 22. It's a it doesn't matter. You could uh we, we could talk now. It's it's not it's not so secretive. But anyway, so we go to Briarcliff, uh, me and you are there, and I need to rest my ankle. I need to put it up because my ankle is still, it's, you know, I'm on crutches, and it's, uh, it's, it's up at a guardrail. And, uh, and you remember it better than I do, for whatever reason. Be- probably because I was in a lot of pain. What happened? As as often happens in ECW shows, and this was a little tame. This show, this was tame for an ECW show, largely because this happened a week, a, f- a few weeks after that show where they uh, they had the fire chair and a guy in the crowd got burned, and then they crucified Tommy Dreamer, <laughs> and Kurt Angle decided I'm never working for this company because he was there. Right. Um, so this is a little bit after that, and the commission's like watching them hard, and so I think there was like maybe one table breaking spot, but they still did the fighting on the outside. And one of the pipples, Irish whips Stevie Richards right into your your section of the guardrail. Yeah. And my foot was up on the guardrail resting. And I remember, I think I fell to the floor or 
I don't know what happened, but I remember being in a lot of fucking pain, which is good because I got to sell the move. Yeah, you got to sell with Richards. Yeah, I think that if 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 you're in a crowd and a wrestler falls on you, just sell it. Yeah, you know, just sell it. Because I've seen people get you know hit with with a roll of toilet paper in wrestling, and they sell, yeah. they sell shit. You know what I mean? Like fucking just sell it. Go down like you just got hit with a brick. And um, but I remember that. Yeah, I, re- I remember being an excruciating pain. Uh, my my ankle still my for years my ankle would go out on me. Mm-hmm. Like I would just be walking, it would just fucking go out. And um, and it's like it started getting to the point to where it was like I think I had scar tissue in my fucking in my leg from from the ankle. It was like there had to be. I don't know, man. They said that they, they did an x-ray and there was no fracture. There was no, it wasn't broken or anything. But yet, it gave me a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble for years and years and years. So I don't know what the fuck happened. But anyway, that's... Uh, so this is a few weeks after Yeah, shortly this. after that. Shortly after that, we have this show. It's it's December to dismember. Uh, the I believe it was the final ECW Arena show of the year for ECW at that point. And the uh, the show kind of breaks down like this. We have an opener with the Dudleys. At this point, this is Bubba Ray Dudley and dances with Dudley, who right. didn't last too much longer after this. He was supposed to be Native American, but he would always speak Spanish. Which is hilarious. I think it was a takeoff of like the Youngbloods, like Mark and Jay and Youngblood. Like, they were all supposed to be Native American, but they were really Mexican. Their last name was Romero, I think. Well, well you know, in, in all fairness... What the hell do you think Mexicans are? That that's true, but I mean, but I mean, like Chris yeah. Chavez. Yeah, but he was also legitimately like Lumbee Indian, L- Lumbee like. But his name Native is Chavez. Chavez. C H A V I S. Yeah. Right. So so like, I get it. I mean, yeah. I totally I totally get that this is more of a joke. But but I think you can be, you know, they're they're the same people. They just. Speaking. But I think it was a takeoff on like most wrestlers who played natives were either Italian or Middle Eastern or or latin yeah but the but the thing is is that is that my my point is mexican people are they are the same people as native people because they are natives they're all it's just a different tribe okay yeah and, i get you I get and you. they just you know they just speak spanish because of you know spaniards that came over mm-hmm. but they are the same people where where italians are not the same people right you know um you know. But I, I think that was the crux. But, of the but I get it. I get it. Yeah. yeah, I totally get it. And then they're with Big Dick Dudley, Chubby Dudley, and Sign Guy Dudley. Yes. And then they defeat the Bad Crew with Damian Kane and Lady Alexandra. And uh, the Bad Crew are they're just like a dog local tag team. and Rose. Dog and Rose. Yeah, they were just like a they were like a team that came in and lose to other teams a lot. Huh. Uh, then you have uh, Taz with Bill Alfonso, and he defeats El Puerto Requeño. By submission. I this remember is, El Puerto Rican. This was fresh after Taz's heel turn. I think the November to remember right before this is when Taz turned heel. Okay. Uh, during the Bill Alfonso Todd Gordon match. El Puerto Ricano, he was also Ubas, which was Sabu spelled backward. <laughs> uh, I like how you, what, 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 you said it so well. You're like, El Puerto Ricano. El Puerto Ricano. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, uh, he was also Babu in WWE. He was Tiger Ali Singh's manservant, Babu. Oh. 
okay. I believe was, he was also Pablo Marquez. Sometimes I just remember being name. a Puerto Rican. Yeah. I just remember, I remember that character. You know that that wrestler. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have Hack Myers. Uh, Shaw of ECW defeats Bruiser Mestino. Not Kane. Not Kane. The other Bruiser Mestino. Yes, Mantar. Um, uh, the Eliminators, Saturn and Cronus. Uh, they defeat Pipple One and Pipple Two. And that is an important match because it's going to play into our main event. And so will the next match. You have Raven with Beulah McGillicuddy uh, defeating Tommy Dreamer. By TKO. By TKO. So the main event in this is going to be something they they would do in ECW every now and then called Ultimate Jeopardy. Mm -hmm. It was like their version of War Games where you would have two teams of five and everybody was putting something on the line. Right. So with this match, it was Tommy Dreamer, Public Enemy, and the Pitbulls. Against Raven, the Heavenly Bodies, uh, I guess on loan from Smoky Mountain here. Smoky Mountain was actually done at this point, so they're just an ECW. And the Eliminators and Stevie Richards. So it's a five on six, it looks like. Yeah, uh, uh, it's a five on six uh, Ultimate Jeopardy match. Can you? Oh, you're, you're okay. So basically, what would ha- whatever happened, like whoever took the fall in this Ultimate Jeopardy match, yeah. their team would, something would, would happen to them. And so Raven, if he lost, uh, whoever beat him would get uh, Beulah for a week. Uh, if Tommy Dreamer lost, he would get his head shaved. If the public enemy lost, they had to wrestle each other. If the Pipples lost, uh, they would be forced to split up, and whoever beat them would get their manager, Francine, for a week. Could you imagine trying to do that today where women are property like that? Yeah. You no, could, you, couldn't you, couldn't, you couldn't do it. You couldn't do that. Uh, the last time I remember somebody doing that was when, uh, well, no, the, I remember Team Canada kidnapped Major Guns. I think that was the last time I remember that happening. Oh, boy. Uh, the Pipples, uh, or no, we did that. The Eliminators, uh, they would be forced to leave ECW if they lost, and Jason, their manager, would have his head shaved. Yeah. Uh, if Stevie Richards lost, took the fall, he would be forced to be locked in the cage for five minutes with the members of the other team. And if the Heavenly Bodies lost, all stipulations for their team would be enforced. So that was the what was at stake. And then those two, they were, had three matches, and those last two were two of them, where it was like, okay, whoever side wins the most matches, they get the advantage because it's War Games rules. It starts with two, and then somebody else comes in. So that's how that worked. Uh, so the next match was J.T. Smith, who I think was doing the FBI gimmick at this point. <clears throat> yeah. He beat Tony Stetson by pinfall. And these two guys were both at the uh, at the TWA show that I'd mentioned earlier. Yeah, they were longtime Philly. I think J.T. Smith was finishing up at this point because he moved. I think he stayed in like the Baltimore area permanently and just wrestled sparingly. Yeah, and then he became like a teacher, professor or something. I think so, yeah. Something crazy, yeah. The Sandman, uh, this is a big match here. The Sandman defeated Mikey Whipwreck. Sandman with woman. With woman, yeah. yeah. Defeated Mikey Whipwreck and Steve Austin in a three-way for the ECW title. Whipwreck came into this match as champion. He had just beaten Steve Austin in November to remember. I think this was Steve Austin's last match in ECW. And yeah, Sandman wins the title back from Whipwreck here. Uh, but I think it was elimination and Whipwreck was the first out and then Sandman beat Austin. So Austin only had two matches in the actual ECW, and he lost them both. Wow. Uh, Public Enemy defeats the Heavenly Bodies by pin. And then the ultimate Jeopardy match, the the babyface team, Dreamer, Public Enemy, and the Pipples win the match. Stevie Richards gets pinned, so he has to spend five minutes in the cage with the babyfaces. There was a time when I was a huge Pipples mark. I was a big, uh, I was a big Taz mark, and I was a big Pipples mark. And my... Uh, my dad actually worked with Anthony Durani, which is Pipple too, at the um, uh, Fruit and Produce Center. I, I worked there. My stepdad worked there. My mom worked there. My aunt worked there. Uh, my dad was a security guard. 
Um, he, got, he got fired for pulling a gun on somebody. Uh, Naturally. Because it's the Wild West. Yes. Um, and uh, But yeah, Durani worked down there too, I guess, because, you know, he needed to pay for insurance. It was yeah. an insurance. It was, it was for insurance, so. Uh, that's why he was working down there. I guess he like loaded, you know, would do what I was doing, which is loading and yeah, unloading trucks. I mean, one CCW dried up a lot. Those guys had to have day jobs. Yeah, it's, they're just like anybody else. They need to keep food on the table. They need to keep a roof over their heads. Yeah, yeah. He said my dad liked uh, Anthony Durani, and then he uh, ended up dying of like drug overdose. Yeah, like, oxy's said, or something. OD. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, that was the last ECW December to December for the actual ECW. That was the only. Yeah. It was the, the first, only one. Yeah. The first and only. They brought the name back for WWE's version of ECW on December 3rd, 2006. So almost 10 years later. 11 yeah, years later. Almost 11 years later, yeah. yeah. And uh, this was the only, this is back in the day of brand-specific pay-per-views, like a Raw-only pay-per-view, a SmackDown-only pay-per-view. Can you do me a favor? Can you go back to the other one just quickly? I, I want to see how different the poster is. Did they use a similar? Or did this they... was the only. Oh, okay, never mind. Okay. This was the only ECW pay-per-view, besides like the one-night stand ones they did right. at the Hammerstein. Yeah. After they made ECW a standalone own brand, this was the only ECW pay-per-view. And it is widely regarded as one of the worst pay-per-views ever. Now, I'll tell you what. This is a really, really, really cool poster. So it's uh, it's it's the top of a house. It's the chimney. And there's a, the moon in the background. And it's a snow-covered roof. And out of the chimney, which the chimney, by the way, is uh, covered with lights. There's lights wrapped around it, probably barbed wire. I can't, I can't see. Um, I, yeah, I can't tell. Yeah, I don't know if you're able to, to uh, zoom in. But anyway, sticking out. Yeah, it is yeah, barbed, barbed wire. wire Holy yep. shit! There's barbed wire lights, which is a great touch. Uh, and sticking out of the chimney is an arm, and there's blood dripping off of it. And there's a there's an arm holding. A Singapore cane. Or as they said in, in WWE, a kendo stick. A kendo stick, right. Uh it's and it's so it's supposed to be the same, you know, Sam Ann's arm. Great poster. Bad pay-per-view. Yes. Uh ECW was kind of floundering at this point. The WWE version never really was ECW. Uh and at this point, Paul Heyman is still creatively in charge to a degree, but he's he's fighting tremendously with Vince McMahon over the creative direction of ECW. And this will wind up actually being his last, his last night as the creative head of ECW. Uh, because shortly after this, he is removed from creative and he's sent to, I believe, I think he's sent home for a while. And then he's sent to OVW. So in a dark match on this show, Stevie Richards defeated Rene Dupree. So at least if they bring in Stevie Richards, he's an ECW, uh, you know, original well classic wrestler ECW original is what they called them yeah yeah like i love that uh matt cardona now calls himself an ecw original which is hilarious because he was part of this version of ecw <laughs> he's doing great this year he's, yeah. he's doing fucking great shit this yeah, year good, he, he could good be, for that dude. i hope he's the shot in the arm the nwa really needs because he, he showed up on their pay-per-view right and they need something and, and cardona is, is wonderful yeah he's he's excellent this year i don't understand the people that don't like him uh, I, I'll tell you what, there's one thing that I am a little bummed about that they don't, his, his channel's lacking the, uh, major brothers mm -hmm. because, because he's not with WWE anymore. He doesn't get to travel yeah. like they were. Right. And because there's a lot less travel, he doesn't get to go to all these different toy hunting places 
that he used to before, but I miss those. I miss, you know, I watched smart Mark Sterling and uh, I watch a lot of Ethan Page's uh, toy hunt, but it's not the same. There's just something different. It's something special when they, when Matt Cardona was doing it, but anyway, he's doing fantastic things. So, all right. So like you said, Stevie Richards uh, defeats Rene Dupree in a dark match. Yeah. And if one thing I do remember from this now that I'm thinking back to this time, a big thing people mentioned before the show, they had announced one match. There was one match announced for the uh, the show. Yeah. It was going to be an extreme elimination chamber match. This is when the big show was the ECW champion. And he was defending against Bobby Lashley, Test, Rob Van Dam, Sabu, and CM Punk. That was going to be the uh, the, right. the main event for the uh, extreme elimination chamber. Somewhere along the show, Sabu was attacked in the back. He is pulled out of the match and Hardcore Holly is put in in his place. Uh, but before that, the other big match happened on the show. And why was that? I think Sabu was getting fired. Okay. I think Sabu was just kind of, his run was ending. Right. Okay. This was around the time, they, they kept some like old school ECW guys around, but this is around the time they're like, okay, that concept is done, and we're really just going to make ECW kind of what NXT is now. It's going to be developmental with some old some old ECW guys and some guys are bringing down from the, t- the top of the roster. But I thought that this ECW, even though I knew it wasn't the ECW that I liked, I thought it was kind of fun. It I had its moments. I think I, guess. I thought I always thought it was fun because you brought in you brought in CM Punk. Yeah, this was where he kind of got his first TV exposure. Yeah, this is where like uh, all right. So let's go. Let's go down the. Let's go down yeah. the the thing. So uh, the first match, the Hardys uh, defeat Eminem, and I don't think any of these people were on ECW at the time. Really? Maybe Eminem was. I don't remember. I don't think either team was supposed to, was on a uh, was on ECW. Huh. Okay. All right, uh, and then you have Balls Mahoney beat Matt Stryker in a Strikers Rules match. And so Balls Mahoney is an ECW guy. Yeah. By the way, uh, that that Hardy's Eminem match and the Elimination Chamber are the only matches on this show that were over ten minutes long. Oh, jeez. Uh, Elijah Burke and Sylvester Turkai defeated the FBI. W- who are ECW guys? Little Guido and Tony Mamaluke with Trinity. With Trinity, okay. Uh, then you have Davari. With the great Kali, defeated Tommy Dreamer. And who was obviously mm-hmm. Tommy Dreamer's an FBI, uh, FBI mate. Wow. ECW. Yeah. Uh, he is the ECW original. Yeah. He, uh, Ariel uh, and Kevin Thorne defeated Kelly Kelly and Mike Knox now, in a mixed Kevin, tag match. Kevin Thorne was Mordecai. Yeah. But- I, and, and this was now Mordecai is this. Uh, he's like they're the white version. When I say white, I don't mean color of the skin. I mean like white attire kind of like this Undertaker-esque character yeah. that they, I don't even know what they really touted him as being. He la- he lasted one big pay-per-view match and then he was gone. What was he supposed to be? I don't know. I don't think anybody knew. Some supernatural guy to feud with The Undertaker. Right. And then and then you have Kevin Thorne comes back, he's repackaged, and he's a vampire. Yeah, I, I know people would just call him Kevin the Vampire. Kevin, Kevin, the, Kevin vampire. the Vampire. Which is great. And I like Kevin Thorne. I did. I liked Kevin Thorne, but not as it was kind of cartoonish. And then Ariel was Shelly Martinez, oh. and she was like his tarot card reading vampire goth manager. Right. Though. And then you had uh, Mike Knox, who goes on to TNA to become Knox. Yeah, and he just uh, wrestled in the main event of the last NWA pay per view. Oh, really? He lost. He he lost to Trevor Murdoch in the NWA title match. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and he's with Kelly Kelly. So so it's Ariel and Kevin Thorne uh, defeating Kelly Kelly and Mike uh, Knox. Yeah. At this point, I think he, uh, Mike Knox was still supposed to be Kelly Kelly's boyfriend. That. She was supposed to be like an exhibitionist and she would always try to take her clothes off, but he would stop her. Yeah. Um, which is a way to get him heel heat. 
And then I think they broke that up shortly after this, and that's when she started doing like extreme expose. Yeah. Where it was like their version of the Nitro Girls. Right. She was, I always thought, hands down, the prettiest. Like, maybe not the sexiest, maybe not the hottest, but the prettiest. She was one of those people, like, and this was a John Laurinaitis directive, and it's probably what they're going to start doing soon. She was a model they saw in a catalog, hired her, and, like, we'll teach her how to wrestle. Mm. Well, actually, they're not really doing that now. They're bringing in, like, people who are doing, like, gymnastics and fitness things and, and stuff like that. So it's not really, like, ninja warrior people. So right. they are bringing in women now with an athletic background, yeah. but not necessarily a wrestling background. Because it's funny, the best class of women they've had in the last, ev- well, ever, the best class of women they had where they just took, like, women who were up and coming on the indies, like Bailey, like Sasha Banks, like like Becky Lynch. Charlotte Charlotte wasn't really, like, Charlotte somebody just came through their system, Charlotte might be the best person that only really learned to wrestle through the WWE system. Like yeah. It's either her or Dolph Ziggler. I mean, you can say, well, she's Ric Flair's daughter, but I don't yeah. think Ric Flair was taking his time to, no. uh, to, to you know, teach her any wrestling. Yeah. At, yeah. At you all. know who was Ric Flair's son? David Flair. Yeah. And he wasn't nearly as good as his half sister. No. So then uh, your main event was the Extreme Elimination Chamber, which saw Bobby Lashley defeat Big Show, Test, Rob Van Dam, Horker, Holly, and CM Punk to win the ECW title, which was not what Paul Heyman wanted. Paul Heyman wanted the first guy eliminated, CM Punk, to win. Hmm. He wanted CM Punk. He didn't want Bobby Lashley in the match. He didn't want Bobby Lashley in ECW. Now that you you say this, I remember you talking about this before. He wanted CM Punk to be one of the first guys in the chamber. He wanted them to eliminate everybody. Like tap people out, right? Tap people out right away and then do it to the big show at the end. And you make CM Punk this big, strong champion. And they're like, no, we want Bobby Lashley to be the champion. Right. And so that was a big cause of creative strife. And that was a big cause of Paul Heyman being removed from ECW permanently. Because hmm. this, this is the final ECW show booked by Paul Heyman. And it's the final. Dis, uh, what, what's, what's the show? December to Dismember. Dis, yeah. It's the final ECW pay-per-view. Because ECW would just be part of WWE pay-per-views from here on in. Okay. Because it would last, it lasts until like, what, like 2008, I think? Maybe 2000, 2008, 2009, whenever NXT started? It lasted a little bit longer. It lasted quite a bit longer, but yeah, eventually. It, wow, that, that that's so funny to think that NXT is just a, uh, a replacement for ECW. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it... Well, I mean, because you had the, you had the NXT show with like the reality show format, but but that really took over for what tough enough in ECW. Well, I mean, it literally took ECW's time slot until it got moved off of Sci-Fi. So yeah, so it was it was a it was a yeah. replacement. But then they retired NXT, and then the name NXT was used to replace FCW when they moved it away, away from Kern's thing and moved yeah. it into the Performance Center. Right. So yeah, I mean. It kind of was like NXT really is more the continuation of FCW than ECW, but that old NXT, the one with like the the rookies and the pros, the one that formed the Nexus, that NXT spawned directly from ECW. Yeah. And I believe it was in 2009, I want to say. Because yeah, ECW st- stuck around until like 2009. Hmm. And then they just canned it for NXT. Well, yeah, I, um, I always like I, I used to love the ECW uh, pay-per-views in the 90s, but I guess as I got older, I was I, I saw what was happening and it was kind of one of those 
man, I wish, I kind of wish ECW didn't happen. 2010, by the way. ECW lasted until 2010, not 2009. It was, it was around for about four years. Holy shit. The WWE version. Wow. Crazy to think it's only been 11 years since it's been. Yeah, because 11 years ago was like the Nexus and, and stuff like that. Jeez, that's. It makes sense. It just seems like it seems like there would have been a a lot of years in between ECW and NXT. No. Well, I mean, the NXT that we know. Well, but, I know both. But, but there really wasn't because yeah, the, the network was like, yeah, it was like three years until the WWE network was coming around. So yeah, it wasn't that long. How long has the network been around? Uh, well, the network's not around anymore. Oh, uh, uh, the yeah, network. The yeah. network began in I want to say 2013, because yeah, it was like oh, WrestleMania, WrestleMania 30, or no 2014, because it was WrestleMania 30, which would have been 2014, and then it ended in 2020, 2021, because it folded in the Peacock. So the network was around for about seven years, because it started right right around WrestleMania 30, and it ended around WrestleMania 37. So, so they they have no network anymore. There's not in the U.S. There's WWE Network exists outside right outside of the U.S. and Canada because in Canada it's part of like Rogers, I think. Okay, but yeah, here it's just part of Peacock. There are international versions of the WWE Network still, which I'm guessing they're going to try to sell off like they did here. Right. All right. Well. That's uh, that's really all I want to talk about today. Um, I just, you know, I, I, I think I think with ECW shows, like I was saying, I, I was a big fan of it. I lived down the street from it. I used to go to it. But at the same time, I think that it pushed just like Nitro, where you you have every match becoming this big pay-per-view quality match. You can't go backwards. Yeah. And now it's like you, you can't. I feel like that it. It, it got rid of it, a lot of the suspense of wrestling yeah. and making moments special. And and it, and it sets it sets a bar that it's like now people don't want to go backwards. They don't want shitty matches where it's like I'm okay with like just these house show type. Yeah, nobody wants to see somebody grab a headlock on TV for three minutes now. Right, and when they do, they're bored, and everything's got to be you know 100 miles an hour, and it goes back to the first match of or the I'm sorry the first few minutes of the last match of the war games pay-per-view when it's mellow and Johnny Gargano. And it was like, I watched that and I was like, this is the worst fucking shit. Like, and I know somebody else is watching going, dude, this is the best. Yeah. Look at all the cool shit they did. Yeah. And I'm like, what, what, what cool shit they're bouncing around. They, a lot of people can do that, but where's the psychology? Yeah. Some people don't want psychology. It always reminds me of this guy. I'm sitting in a chat room years ago, and I didn't get it then, dude. I didn't get it. But I get it now. I understand it. I thought that he was fucking with me, or I thought that he was just a big moron. But he is. He is a moron, but he but but he's one of many morons. Um, many more morons. Much more, many moron more Rons. <laughs> his name was not Ron. Oh. It should have been. Was his name Fez? It wasn't Fez. Oh. Rest in peace, Fess. Uh, I miss Fess. I don't. I don't remember what this fucking guy's name. Oh my god, was it Ron? <laughs> That'd be funny. That'd be fucking funny. Uh, so anyway, we're, we're we're talking about wrestling, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I like this guy." Blah 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 blah. I think it was like Hulk Hogan or something mm-hmm. like that. And I was like, at the time, I'm I'm kind of doing like, a, dude, he's like punch kick. He stinks. Yeah. And he was like, "Oh, he's fucking great." And I, and and he was like, "Well, who's yours?" And I was like, "I don't know, probably Dean Malenko." 
And he was like, nobody wants to see somebody roll around on the mat. They want this. And I'm like, I want to see them roll. roll I want to see wrestling. Yeah. And I was, yeah. And, and, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Dude? And I didn't get it. And I didn't get it that I thought that he was fucking with me. And then, and then like a while later, it started to click like, oh, people really don't like, like they, they don't like Matt chain wrestling. wrestling. They don't like storytelling. They don't like psychology. They don't like, cause some, there are some wrestlers that, that do chain wrestling, just move for the sake of doing moves. Mm -hmm. It's like, look, I can do this move into this move into that move into that one. And you're not really telling a story. You're just showing your, your, your move set. Um, you're not working a fucking, you're not working over. Uh, you're not telling a story. Right. And, and I know that there are people like that. There, there are catch as catch cam wrestlers that are just as flashy with their go behinds and whatever, as somebody is with their flipper derbles, you know, off the second rope. Yeah. On, I love flipper derbles sometimes on, onto the fourth rope, you know, is that a two sided ring? Yes. Uh, I, I and it's just not for me. But I didn't realize that there are a lot of people like that. And I was like, this guy's by himself. Nobody else agrees with this guy. Because people like real wrestling. And then it was like, no. No, they they don't. You know, people would rather just have the young bucks as opposed to like the British Bulldogs. Yeah. You know? I, and I think the Young Bucks are very good. It's just it's a different style, and I understand that people don't like it, but I think they're very good. Yeah, and people think Shawn Michaels is better than Bret Hart. Shawn Michaels is excellent. He is. And I'm not going to take anything, but he's not the excellence of execution. No, he's not. He's a stinking hyena. I don't think that, that Bret Hart was the best. Bret Hart was very, very good. But he was better. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean... They were better at certain things. Like if you're just looking for like a technical wrestling match, yeah, Brett's your guy. Yeah. Um, and to me, that is wrestling. But Shawn Michaels is a wrestler too. It is. It's it's a different. I mean, it's all wrestling. Yeah. It's just what's the wrestling that you like? Not NXT. Yeah, it's not great. Not NXT. Uh, so I was on the toilet and I remembered that we forgot to do. It came from Philly. Gasp. No, we gas, did gas when you're on the toilet. Probably. Yeah, yeah it happens. Yeah. So uh, let's get into it. It came from Philly. It came from Philly. This is from phillymag.com. I think that did come from Philly. It's Philadelphia magazine. Right, right. Yeah. But what I'm talking about is the toilet paper roll. Oh, which is apropos or apropos. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this says apropos of nothing. This says, "Thank God for it." Talk about the toilet paper roll. I always in, do. In 1890, brothers Irvin and Clarence Scott of Philly Scott Paper Company, Irvin Magic Scott, and Clarence Thomas Scott of of, of the what company? Scott. I know them because your daddy worked. My for them. daddy did work for them. Um. So what they did was they fed perforated tissue onto rolls and sold it commercially. Are these the long rolls, like a hoagie or like a little Kaiser roll you put a sandwich on? Um, yeah, they're the club rolls. Oh, okay. Uh, the, well, toilet paper rolls are about the size of club rolls. At first, they didn't call it Scott Tissue since they didn't want the family name Erm Soiled. You know what kind of roll I would use for a toilet paper roll? <clears throat> er, 
Soiled. Soiled. That's what it says. What's that? Egg roll. Well, they used to wipe. Did you know this? Corn Uh, cobs. Corn cobs. Yeah. Yeah. So you did know it. Uh, but by 1925, Scott tissue was the leading toilet tissue seller in the world. You're damn right. Another family came up with the original catchy slogan, soft as old linen. Oh. Uh, so there you go. There's It came from Philly, but I'm going to throw in another like one. an insult. I'm going to. Yeah. You're as soft as old linen. Right. Yeah. Fuck uh, you. Fuck you. Fuck your mother. Fuck your linen. Yeah. Yo, yeah. cuz. Yo, Lisa got linen. That mother you can't fuck. even fucking afford it. You that Kenzo motherfucker scum. said I was soft as old linen. Um, another one. Here's another one. Uh, th- this uh, came from Philly. The Keeley Motor. Did you know that the Keeley Motor was invented in Philly? I didn't know the Keeley Motor was even invented. I was going to invent it tomorrow. Well, it wasn't. Oh. It never existed. Oh. It was a hoax cooked up by a Philly carpenter and mechanic who announced in 1872 that uh, they found, well, I guess he had found a new way of tapping into etheric energy. Oh, okay. Okay. I guess ether. Sure. Is the root word there? Uh, John Worrell Keeley, or Keeley, K-E-E-L-Y, exhibited a prototype. He said... Uh, could use a quart of water to drive a train from Philadelphia to San Francisco and back again. Oh, that's strong ass water. Uh, yeah. Water. Sorry. He said uh, a quart of water. Um, he Maybe can... he needed to use water ice instead and then it would work. I had a neighbor who um, who would go to different restaurants and take all the discarded oil. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. And he would draw and he, he had like a whole blog and website about it. And uh it was really cool, man. Yeah, his vehicle was running like vegetable oil, right? Yeah, yeah. He converted it to do I to like diesel, right? I have no idea. I have no idea. No, I think it was Kevin. Oh no, it was Vinny Vegas. Was, I think it was Oz. It was master a master blaster. blaster yeah. yeah, I think we're out of gimmicks now. Um, Super Shredder, third base. I don't know. Yes. Uh, so uh, he convinced a dozen engineers and capitalists Ooh. to buy in. I like capitalism. Go, go, capital man capital man uh he he uh convinced them to buy in and form the keely murder murder motor company i'm gonna start keely the keely murder, murder company that's yeah. a fucking cool name for murder my dude what do you represent i represent the keely murder company keely murder company uh in 1872 in summoning up the vibratory energy Ooh. of the ether so it is ether related mm-hmm. uh keely used a violin and other musical instruments Wait. To turn on his machines. Okay. They but, should have saw through this. Uh, well, it was 1872. Yeah, I guess machines were new. And How does were, this machine work? You use the violin. The violin. <laughs> well, that I'm makes a, sense. Oh, uh, he's a carny. This guy's just a yeah. fucking carny. Keely so, the carny. Uh, funny thing, though. Keely the Kazarni. They never worked without him there to run them. Was I. And his backers eventually dribbled away. In the nick of time, he secured a hundred thousand plus uh, a stipend of a hundred thousand dollars plus a stipend of twenty five hundred a month. Easy from a wealthy widow. Oh, uh, it before you don't need to. We're not. You don't need to step over every sentence I say. You don't need to step over every sentence I say. No, no Keely Carn, no Kazarni. Okay. Uh, no fuck. You sound like Missy Elliott right now. You look like Missy Elliott, and you sound like her, and you're also wearing those plastic bag outfit she wore in 
those videos. If I want to get my freak on in the privacy of my own home, I will. Studio. Home studio. Only if you are produced by Timbaland. Holla. And Magoo. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Uh, before he died in 1898, he kept his company going for 26 years without ever producing a marketable product. After his death, uh, his home was found to be riddled with hidden switches, pipes, mechanical belts, and the like. A silent water mo- motor was hidden in the cellar. Okay. So there you go. You know that- who I'm seeing this guy as now? Professor Pat Pending from Wacky Races. 100%. With his converter car. Yeah. Um, Professor Pat Pending. <laughs> he, he throws a switch and the car turns into a giant bubble that runs on water, and it looks like my boost in the game Rocket League. It's powered with the Keeley motor. Yeah, I don't know if that's... What... I prefer the Keeley Murder Company. Right, yeah. That's my new gang. So there you go. So that is this week's It Came From Philly. It came from Philly. Oh, yes. What? That's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's what I have. Uh, if, if you've enjoyed any of this, um, this is kind of a, again... Didn't plan on doing this today, but I knew we, we were going to talk about ECW. We we're going to you know kind of go over uh, the shows. Thought it was going to be tomorrow. Could have been a little bit more prepared with stuff, but I was like, no, let's just let's just fucking just talk. You know, just talk wrestling. Um, if you have any questions, comments, any suggestions, anything, suplex at gmail.com. Uh, follow our Instagram, our Facebook, our Twitter. Uh, All of it is at Cheesesteak Suplex, except the Twitter, which is at Philly Suplex. And our merch, if we have merch, is on ProjectHumanoid.com. Well, apparently the uh, the Snow Thugs and Harmony shirt coming soon. <laughs> it's probably not, uh, <laughs> unless we can get somebody to make that fucking shirt, which would be hysterical. Snow Thugs and Harmony is a fucking great... It's also the episode title, so that, that was easy enough. Oh. Uh, Okay, good. Or should we not have that be episode title so people are surprised by the joke when it comes along? I don't want to... Yeah, I don't really want to give away the... You know what? It's See, it's tough because I find that the best titles are the ones that reel people in. Yeah. And sometimes it, it may... So so should we make the title Snow Thugs in Harmony or not? It's really tough. It's it's That's your call. I leave that to you. Hmm. And you? All right, I am the chief, so I should be making the call here. You make the you make the decision, chief. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for acknowledging me. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. So, all right. Well, that's all I have. Uh, do you have anything else? Now, just call it in the ring, like a technician. We're like John Cena, very loud. And the show. <laughs>